following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. Outsider, so episode 167. Is it 167? Yes, 167. <laughs> Leo, the old man, is not here with me. He is on assignment, which means he's doing a hundred million things and he'll return next week. But I do have a tag team partner for today's episode. She's in a million podcasts all over the podcast land. She is co creator of the Rest Friends. She's my Rest Friend Aridian. <laughs> Hi, Mario. That was a great introduction, friend. I loved it. Well, that's what I do. I'm a talker. That's what I do. <laughs> How are you, Oridian? I'm good. How are you? Like, we just didn't say that, like, two minutes ago. <laughs> no, like, we just didn't check up on each other before. I'm doing good. I'm excited for the Royal Rumble. Shockingly, I'm excited for the Royal Rumble. Yes, me too. And I don't know what it is, but, like, I don't. I had trouble sleeping. Like, I don't know if I'm a little stressed. And I, I, I don't know what's the reason. Because this rumble is just going to be different than any other rumbles that we've had because it's a rumble in the era of COVID. And I was just telling you this now before we hit record. I think I'm excited for the Royal Rumble because we don't necessarily know what to expect. Obviously, there's not going to be no fans. It's going to be in the almighty Thunderdome. But (laughs) we really don't necessarily who could potentially win either or here. And we're going to get into it um, later on in the show, uh, details of the Rumble. But I'm excited. Bad Bunny, he's going to be performing. He's got merch. And he has merch. And it's pretty good merch, too. I actually already bought a shirt. Of course you did. I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked at all. (laughs) But I'm excited. You know what? Let's start off with the Bad Bunny, and then we'll kind of leave the Royal Rumble predictions to the end. So, I don't know if you got this, but when they first announced the Bad Bunny was going to perform, I'm like, okay, it makes sense. You know, he just dropped a a new album. He has a new single, Booker T. Booker T was in the video, you know, dancing and, and, you know, just having a ball with Bad Bunny. So, it makes sense for Booker T and Bad Bunny to collab. He's going to be performing the song at the Rumble. I expect Booker T to come out with him. So it makes sense. Now, we're Latinos, so we know who Bad Bunny is. And don't get me wrong. Do I enjoy his music? Yes. But not everything Bad Bunny does I'm a fan of, right? But for the most part, I think this is a great look for WWE. This is a a demographic that they've been trying to get back. um, The Latino market. Obviously, the days of Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. Unfortunately, Eddie Guerrero passing and then Rey Mysterio, you know, like leaving and then coming back. They haven't really found that top Latino star. So, like, their Latino demographic has not been the same like how it was in, like, the early, mid, late 2000s. 
So getting a grab, uh, uh, getting uh, the grab of Bad Bunny, such a mainstream artist, it makes perfect sense. Especially he's a longtime WWE fan. So I'm like, oh, this is great news or whatever. Now, I see online these Cracker Jacks that have no rhythm whatsoever. Who the fuck is this? Why can't we get Georgia Florida line? Where's Kid Rock? Like, like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, who cares if you don't speak Spanish? Like, this guy's a mainstream star. Like, go on his YouTube. Look at the amount of views Bad Bunny's videos is getting. Like, can you just enjoy it? You might even like it, even if you don't understand, like, the language. There's so many people that listen to reggaeton music or, or Spanish trap that don't even speak Spanish, and they enjoy the music. Yeah, and you know what? Bad Bunny is so big in the latin community that you just like it's he's a household name at this point exactly so everybody knows who bad bunny is my parents like listen to a little bit of bad bunny and i'm just like dang it's like that like i didn't know he was like on this level you know? <laughs> um, but bad bunny was in the super bowl he performed a little bit with shakira and there's a lot of people online and it was strange to me that people were like oh why are we have to listen to this guy oh. who is well, why do we have to see him perform? And it's just like, whoa, first of all, you don't even have a clue of the popularity that Bad Bunny has, the mm -hmm. reach that he has. The demographic that WWE is trying to reach, like you said, like it's Bad Bunny's demographic. Exactly. So like it just makes perfect sense because, you know, the whole Cardi thing a few months, a few, like a few weeks ago, like I feel like they didn't capitalize on that, but they're definitely capitalizing on this Bad Bunny situation, especially with the merch. Bad Bunny is like the perfect representation of a fan. Mm -hmm. Like I see myself as Bad Bunny because like he's just, oh, you know, wearing the Stone Cold jacket. Right. He's oh, blusting out water in the air like Triple H. Like he is a fan since he was a little kid. So I'm excited that he's going to get to live out his dream and a little bit of my dream. So I'm like, oh my God, yes, Bad Bunny's there. Representing <laughs> Latinos, let's go. I just think this is such a great look, and I'm sure Bad Bunny, like, right now, as we speak, I'm sure he's doing, like, rehearsal, or he's about to get ready to do rehearsal, and he's probably, like, mingling with the talent. He's just, like, a kid at a candy store, and, like, we've already seen this before, um, that people that, that do follow him on social media, or even some of the wrestlers that, like, reposted videos, you've seen how he interacts backstage. Like, this guy is just a longtime fan, so I just don't get, like, there's always gonna be negativity, even with a fucking performance like and then you click on their profiles and you're like okay i get it why you would hate like a guy like bad bunny you're a fat cracker jack that probably has no rhythm and you know probably <laughs> uh you know you look like one of these idiots that you know did the the, the chaos in dc if you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> and you know what that's where it got a little bit um you know sketch on social media because people weren't even like you could it's one thing to say like oh you know i don't know who this guy is but whatever like he's performing at the royal rumble right and it's another thing people were starting to get a little racist and i'm like bro like that's not it this is not the look we're going for this is why people have problems with the wrestling community because <sighs> you know people just say things that are not appropriate and you know, it's funny you say that you just said right now People say things that are not appropriate. And that kind of, we could kind of connect it to like some of the, the recent comments of Taker and Goldberg. Because last week on the show, and I was telling you this before we hit record, yeah. last week we buried Undertaker. And there's no doubt about it. Like, we fucking buried this dude. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm an Undertaker fan. But I try to remember The Undertaker before WrestleMania 30. Because the last six years have been trash for The Undertaker. He's been washed, <laughs> it's been done, right? And then he did the he drove Rogan podcast and he had some comments there about the current talent, how like it's soft, they're playing video games. Back in my day, we had 
guys backstage with guns and knives. So when he said that comment, I said last week, this guy sounds like the guy that had no problem what happened in D.C. a couple weeks ago. Like, with a comment like that. And then Goldberg this week, um, which, like this guy, man. (laughs) Goldberg goes on this week, I think on uh, on Fox Sports and also... Uh, with Ryan Sadden, and then he did the After the Bell podcast with Corey Graves. He went on there, and he was like, I agree with Taker. Oh, today's generation is so soft. Um, they should appreciate guys like me, you know, legends like me, a veteran like me coming in. And, uh, you know, because uh, I'm the guy that that's uh, relieving the WWE, you know, uh, when I do these main event matches and he also said something down the lines when last year when he did the Mania with Braun at the Performance Center, you know, with no fans or whatever, he said it was one of the worst experiences in his life or whatever. <laughs> and I'm and I'm reading this, right? And don't get me wrong, I'm actually a Goldberg fan. Like, I grew up in the 90s and just his run, even though he wasn't really a technical wrestler or anything like that, just seeing him come out and the smoke and the, and the, and the, and the, the sparkles and shit, it, it was just something... something unique like it's never really happened before so I, I try not to like i feel like sometimes goldberg gets unnecessary hate but like when you're making comments like this like i'm ryan satin on fox sports and then also after the bell it's like dude you're just asking for people to criticize you and then you're calling people soft dude you're probably one of the softest dudes <laughs> like in in the wrestling in wrestling history because you can't take criticism you get all bent out of shape when somebody criticizes you look at your comments right there you're kind of being a hypocrite because you kind of sound soft and it's not about being soft it's just more like we've evolved in time to the point is like we need to have common sense on what to say and what to tweet out and know what's appropriate and what's not appropriate like it's different like if me and you are pri- having a private conversation and we say something funny to each other but it's like okay we're not gonna tweet this out because we're gonna get like you get what i'm saying but like when you're putting it out in the public eye of course you're gonna get criticism and people are gonna look at you like really (laughs) yeah you're exactly right it's times have changed and i feel like there's wrestlers like goldberg and undertaker who have not changed with the times and have not evolved um possibly vince too you know they're just in that mentality of like oh, this is how things were and this is how, how it's going to be. But, like, nowadays, if you go into a locker room and you have guns and knives, like, that is not normal. It's no, not it's okay. not. <laughs> like, no. And for them to go and insult the wrestlers right now that are, like, saying that they're soft, like, no, we, we are a different type of, of person nowadays. You don't have to take, you know, the insults. You don't have to, like, prove yourself to anybody. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I have a... A hard time with like the things that they said because I'm just like it's stupid. Like it's it's stupid what they said. Yeah, you know, I, and and it's also a fault with the company as well because they're failing at trying to push these stars, their current talent, because they keep on bringing you know veterans or legends. And for a little program here and there, yeah, that's fine, that's cool. Like I thought, as, as much as I love Dolph Ziggler, the the program Goldberg and Ziggler had I think two years ago at SummerSlam that was done perfectly because Goldberg wasn't in a title match you know Ziggler made him look good so that was cool that was clean don't get me wrong Ziggler deserves so much better but that was fine it didn't hurt anyone here but then when you're throwing in Goldberg out of nowhere in a Drew McIntyre program it's like really dude it kind of reminds me 
I might have said this on a podcast before. I might have said that like two episodes ago. Goldberg now, when you hear his music, right? When he first returned back in 2016, people lost their fucking minds when he returned. He was like, oh my God, it's fucking Goldberg, right? Now when you hear his theme, it's kind of like when nobody wanted to see Roman Reigns on TV. Like when you were here like, you're like, no, no, we don't want to see him. That's how it is with Goldberg now. You're like, no, I don't want to see Goldberg. And part of me feels bad because I was, I was such a fan of this kid, of this dude, when I was a kid. Um, you're in your you're in your mid twenties, and I'm thirty three. So, I don't know if you got to like really experience like the whole Monday Night War and stuff. I don't know if you ever got to revisit that, some of that stuff. But man, if you go back and watch WWE Monday Nitro back in the nineties and just seeing Goldberg's entrance, fans lost their fucking minds. Like you don't he- you don't well obviously now because of COVID you don't see any crowds. But back in back in that era, the crowds. Where the way they reacted, we don't see that nowadays. We haven't yeah. seen that. Like, it's just, man. And now it's like, come on, Goldberg, you're kind of ruining it for me because you keep coming back and then you're saying stupid shit on interviews. Yeah, and I guess the first time that he came back, I was like, you know what? It's fine. Like, he's doing it for, for his kid. He said his kid has never seen him, like, wrestle live. So he just wants to give this for his kid, like, whatever. But now it's just like you're just throwing him into another title picture. Like, we know Drew is a thousand percent in better shape than Goldberg is right now. Like, I, don't, I don't care how sculpted Goldberg looks, how you know how much right. fat he's getting removed. Like you cannot put them against each other and expect them to put the same level of work because he, he just can't. Like Goldberg and Undertaker had that match a while back that was almost dangerous. They almost killed each other. They couldn't go anymore. <laughs> So why would you keep bringing them back? So, the, so there's a couple of layers there. So with the whole Taker and Goldberg <laughs> thing, I think Goldberg on the Ryan Satin interview on, on Fox Sports did say that the reason he bangs himself in the head, and that's why he always has like that little cut on his forehead, is because he yeah. does it for the fans to get in Goldberg mode. Let me tell you something, Goldberg. Stop doing it for the fans. You're going to fucking get concussed, all right? Again. Um... And and when it comes to like the shape, there's a difference being like, hey, I'm in, I'm I'm in shape for a 54 year old guy or however old Goldberg is, and then having the cardio to go in to have a 10 minute, 12 minute, 15 minute match. Now Drew, right now, he's in the top of his fucking game right now. Goldberg, on the other hand, while he looks jacked, don't get me wrong, he looks okay for a 50 year, 54 year old guy, but the dude is. Gets gas. He just he, he speared the Miz on Monday. Don't get me wrong. The Miz, the the spear looked great on Miz. But then after that, it's his job. That was Miz's work, right? You and know, then you're having this face off with Drew right after that, and you're huffing and puffing, and you didn't even have a match, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I oh my god, I'm so tired of of the Goldberg talk. Like he's literally 500 years old. Like, <laughs> it down like have him on commentary you know he knows a lot about wrestling uh, i don't i don't think that would be a good i don't think that would be a good good idea either having him on commentary he might get gassed out on commentary too <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like wow this is a lot of on the script here you know we need to cut it down oh uh, it's just we'll see what happens tonight at the royal rumble <laughs> i hope drew retains but it's wwe and goldberg's record since coming back has been very strong <laughs> It's just not going to be believable if Goldberg wins. Like, how? How is that possible? I, I, no, well, I'm not here for it. Well, Drew needs to win. He needs to keep the title. So let's, let's go. With so that. we'll 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 talk more in detail when we talk about the Royal Rome prediction. There, maybe there's some light at the end of the tunnel if, hypothetically speaking, Goldberg wins. Maybe there's some light, but we'll we'll touch on that a little bit later. Um. So 
Friday going into Saturday, Game Changer Wrestling had a 24-hour event, which the Lucha Outsiders were a proud, one of the many proud sponsors of this 24-hour event called Fight Forever. Some interesting notes came out of there. I don't know if you got to watch any of it, but Jordan Oliver, Tony Deppin had a two-hour Iron Man match. Two hours. How insane is that? Oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of cardio, if Goldberg would have done that, he would have died. <laughs> <laughs> Man, shout outs to Tony Depp and shout outs to Jordan Oliver. I did see some people try to crap on this two hour match, and it's like, dude, you couldn't even do 30 minutes. Like, if you didn't watch the match, I don't think you should have any any opinion whatsoever. Oh, who are these guys? Maybe you should watch it and get familiar with these guys because Tony Depp and this guy has been wrestling all over the place. Um, he he has more years than Jordan Oliver. Jordan Oliver, he's only in his early twenties. Um, yeah. he just he I think he signed with MLW when he was nineteen. So, give or take, he's probably like maybe 21, 22. The dude's gonna be a star whether he gets picked up by WWE at some point or even AEW. The the dude has a great look and shout out to both guys. Um, putting out a two hour fucking match is fucking insane. Also, uh, coming out of the GCW fight forever. Blake Christian, this is a guy that has been making a ton of noise the last two years in the independent scene, especially GCW. You've seen him on the New Japan J-Cup. Um, he also had a, a, a quick cup of coffee at Impact Wrestling. So he put up his GCW career against Ricky Shane Page of the 440, my guy, in a title versus career match. If Blake Christian lost, he's gone from GCW, so instantly... The wrestling world was going nuts. Like, okay, this guy's going to NXT. Obviously, his girl is signed there. His best friend, Alex Zane, is signed there. So it's like, okay, this guy, he's going to get signed by NXT. Well, he ended up losing the match like everyone predicted. He did cut a promo at the end saying that I'll see you down the road. I think he's NXT bound. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Blake Christian, but do you think he'll pop up in NXT? I do think he'll pop up in NXT. And you know what? I follow um, Elena on Instagram, so I always see like their cute couples pictures and like them spending the holidays together. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think he's so NXT. Like that talent is it's just what I look at when I see NXT. You know, right? And it is. I feel like it does make a, a difference. Like, oh, you know, my friends are there, my girls over there. You know, maybe like that's what I want to do. Um, I also, you know, wouldn't be mad if he shows up at AEW. Do I think AEW's looking into him? No. Because, <laughs> like, not to say that he's, like, terrible, um, or anything, because he's fantastic, but I just don't think that they're needed. Right. They don't need anybody right now. So, I think, um, NXT has been really good so far of, like, you know, they got a lot of people from Evolve, and they're really using those talents right now, like the Rascals, you know, who just came from Impact. So, I think he would be a good fit over there. Well, it's funny you mentioned the Rascals, because when we were, uh, instantly, I'm like, okay, we signed the Rascals, um, you know, now they're MSK. So I'm like, man, I could easily see somewhere down the line if Blake Christian signed, like, Blake tagging with Alex Zane and having a match with MSK. Like, they would fucking go nuts, because all four competitors, one, they all know each other, and two, it's like, man, they, they would probably put, like, the tag match that we saw last year between Kenny Omega, Adam Page with the Bucks, I think they could have that type of caliber of a tag match. Yeah, because the chemistry is there. Right. Speaking of the Rascals, let's touch on your guy, Trey Miguel, because <laughs> I know that's your guy, <laughs> and he... Showed up in Impact again, and now the rumor is he might have signed a new deal with Impact, so he didn't join his fellow brethren over in NXT, you know, with MSK. What do you think about Trey Miguel sticking around in Impact if he did sign a deal? That's crazy, because 
we don't know what the story was of him not getting signed. Like, we don't know why it wasn't. Like, maybe he said no. Maybe they offered him something. Who knows? But him being on Impact, I think I saw him tweet um, saying, like, oh, you know, I'm not leaving without a championship. So maybe he's going to go for, like, a solid singles run. Who knows? And then maybe decide to go somewhere else. But I do see him eventually reuniting with his brothers because it, it just – I feel like that – partnership was so strong on yes. impact it was so good like that you can't want that again you know and and i think and i touched on it when they did say their goodbye and impact i'm like as much as i enjoyed their impact run i feel like impact dropped the ball because one they never got uh, a tag team title run and i think you could have used that as like a free bird rule where all three of them could have it could have been a rotation like any yeah. any pairing of the three could have defended the tag titles and i'm like man that was such a missed opportunity i am happy for trey i think trey will get a lot of shine as a singles guy in impact not saying that he wouldn't fit well in nxt if they would have done like the free bird gimmick in nxt as msk where like imagine like we could have potentially seen MSK in the Dusty Classic and it'll be any of the three. Like, how crazy would that be? Like, that would be dope. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to see what Trey Miguel uh, does in Impact Wrestling. They did, they had a big eight-man tag this past week and he picked up the win. He he pinned Sammy Callahan. So it seems like they're putting stock in him. Win. Yeah, big yeah. win, big win. All right, before we talk about our next topic, Iridian, I got to okay. do this because I do this in every single episode, all right? <laughs> Give me a minute. Hashtag is rebel time. It's so authentic. Like you hear the gulps, like the, <laughs> it's just there, you know, quality. So you know what? I needed to open up this drink for the next topic that we're going to talk about. Oh, can we talk about this WWE Network Peacock deal? <laughs> can I tell you? I'm really, I'm really excited about this. I am too. I am too excited about this. Like I'm paying half price for the WWE Network. I'm like, First of all, that's a plus. That's like clearance for me. Sales, I'm here for it. And also, my favorite show, The Office, got taken off of Netflix. Mm -hmm. And it is solely on Peacock. Mm -hmm. So now, I'm paying the same amount to get Peacock and the WWE Network together so I can watch The Office. It's just like, what a great deal. So, I'm thinking this is a good deal. I was telling this to people, too. And I don't know if they're just fucking stupid and they weren't really understanding what I was trying to tell them. But I'm like, you're getting more bang for your buck. Yes. Whether you go for the four ninety nine deal or if you do go for premium plus, which is the actual ten bucks, which is like no ads or whatever, so you you have your preference on what you want to do. Regardless, you're still getting more bang for your buck because not only are you getting your WWE network, but you're getting all the content from Peacock. So like Peacock, yes. So you mentioned the Office, right? And Office did get taken away from Netflix the second Peacock became like a thing or whatever. They actually. You know, they, they own the rights to that, so they took the office back. Me, growing up in the 90s, I'm a big Say by the Bell fan. So, like, for me, it's like I can literally watch Say by the Bell whenever the fuck I want now. So, yes. so like, and I'm paying the same amount or less, like you said, if you want to do, like, the, the ad version, and you're getting more content. But people were like, oh, uh, this is stupid. Like, I think this is a great deal. And shout out to Leo, because months ago, maybe even a year ago, Probably when the pandemic first started, when you remember when the pandemic first started, ESPN was like grabbing content and they were like putting uh, like some of the WrestleManias on the ESPN and they were showing it. So yeah. back then, I remember there was like rumblings of a potential ESPN buying WWE deal or buying some type of content, something like that. 
Uh-huh. And I threw in out there, I'm like, well, you know who owns ESPN? Disney. So Disney was heavily rumored of like they were interested in buying WWE. Now with this Peacock deal, ESPN is gone. They want nothing to do with WWE anymore. So it got me thinking like, okay, so NBC, they're doing, uh, I believe it's going to happen. What is it like? Maybe this month, next month. I'm not sure. They they have the Rock show, Young Rock. That's coming. That's gonna be on NBC, right? That's Rock related. That's wrestling related. I mean, uh-huh. I would not be shocked in about maybe five, ten years from now, give or take, right? If NBC tries to buy WWE, I would not be surprised at all. Wow, that's yeah. I'm with you on that. I think that this partnership, people need to. I, people are not getting it. That no, they're not. Gonna be, you're getting so much more than we were getting previously. Mm-hmm. Because with the WWE Network, you know, you were only limited to WWE things, you know? Right. So now with Peacock, it's like you're getting like, so, oh my God, I just I can't explain it. So much goddamn content. And it's just like, you're not getting it, whatever. You don't have to get it. You don't have to. I'm just going to enjoy it. And you're going to miss out. That's what's going to happen. Well, already, get ready. Get ready. Because... Whether it's WrestleMania or the Royal Rumble. No, not the Royal Rumble because right now it's still on the network. But, like, once we hit this, like, Peacock era, right, get ready when something drastic happens or whatever where you get the hashtag cancel Peacock uh, trending. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something inappropriate, Mario. I thought the hashtag was going to be way different. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, but get ready because you're going to have these schmucks that get upset because, I don't know, uh, I don't know, uh, Roman beat. Somebody or some or something down those lines or Goldberg fucking beats Roman or something that you're gonna get oh, no. the hashtag cancel Peacock. That's what you're gonna get. Like well, you can cancel it and then you can also get a congratulations for Mario. <laughs> exactly. Oh, of course. Anybody, any, even back to the whole canceled of the network. It's just so stupid because it's like you know you're gonna still fucking watch. Like why yeah. even? It's just just so idiotic. Um, but think about it now, Peacock, NBC, they have SNL under their banner. Now WWE, like I, and you know what? I wouldn't be against NBC potentially one day buying WWE. I think, in my opinion, I feel like WWE would be in better hands with NBC than Disney, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Disney's got a lot going on. Um, and I also feel like Disney would want a little bit of control. So I feel like that would ultimately change the type of content that we get. Mm-hmm. Um. And with NBC, I do see them having a little bit more freedom, but we'll we'll see because I don't know. Maybe ESPN could be back in the picture. Who knows? I, I listen. I want Mickey Mouse nowhere near WWE. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want him at a WrestleMania. No, what? no, no, no. I want Mickey Mouse nowhere near WWE. Nowhere near WWE. All right. Uh, let's talk about something that probably the best thing that happened on Monday Night Raw this week. Randy Orton. RKO and Alexa Bliss. <laughs> I am so for Randy RKOing women. Like, you know, people right, rights here, you know? I feel like you can get it, you can get it, that's it. Um, Randy's character right now, I feel like he, he can just evolve into anything, you know? I talked a, a while back that he was, like, with Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. and he was in that trio, you know? And he can, he can just remake himself into anything. Him with the burned skin, like, it's terrifying terrifying i'm here for it so him rkoing alexa was just like oh he did it you know it took me back to when he rko'd beth mm-hmm. well you <laughs> know what like, no you can't randy has this history of rkoing women people forget like he rko'd may young okay yeah uh fabulous was it fabulous Moolah or may young or was it both i forget but he 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 rko'd one of the two <laughs> or maybe even both he rko'd stacy keebler 
Uh-huh. He RKO'd yeah, RK- uh, Stephanie. Uh-huh. And kissed her after he did that. <laughs> he RKO'd Nia Jax, which, let's be honest, she kind of deserves it. With, that was, yeah, that was on her. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was on her. I don't even blame Randy. That was on her. <laughs> um, and now Alexa Bliss. But man, the way that RKO'd, he RKO'd Alexa Bliss, I'm like, you killed her. Because she's so little. She's so little. She is. She's like five feet tall. Oh, I love I love She's me some so Alexa cute. Bliss. I, I love me so uh, some Alexa Bliss. But you know, credit to WWE because when um when he debuted the whole El Randy mask gimmick like a couple weeks ago, right? The the pasty lucha libre mask that he was rocking, you could kind of see like the little burn cuts like within the mask, like inside, you know, yeah. through the holes. So I'm thinking like, oh man, I hope WWE didn't do like a poor job with like the burn makeup. But then I see him um this week on Raw, and I'm like, yeah, they did a pretty good job, like. I think yeah. it's, it looked pretty good. It looked legit. They spent some good money on Randy's makeup. And props to them because some of their stuff does not be looking so good. So for them to focus on, on Randy's character, really try to, like, give him this edge. Um, <laughs> edge, I brought that in there. Oh, um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think this is really good for WWE. I really want them to do an intergender match. I need to see Alexa versus Randy. I need more fire. Like, give me more of this. I had an idea a couple months ago. This is, I want to say in the summer. You remember when Rick was kind of managing Randy for like a quick couple of weeks, maybe even a month before he eventually did turn on Rick? Well, if you remember that, he was still... Rick was also kind of, like, dealing with Charlotte at the time. I was thinking, like, yo, what if Charlotte wants to, like, seek her revenge on Randy for, like, doing that to her father, and then we would have gotten a Charlotte and Randy match? I've said this on this show a thousand times, maybe even more than that. Whether you like Charlotte or not, she's, like, the best in-ring female competitor right now. Like, no one's touching her. Um, that doesn't mean there isn't other females that are great. I'm not saying that, but she might go down in history as the greatest of all time when it comes to a female perspective. Like, that's how good Charlotte is. Charlotte is so good. She could wrestle dudes. She could wrestle better yeah. than, than dudes at this point. Yeah. I, I would be so I would be so down for a potential Randy-Charlotte match somewhere down the line if we were to ever get an intergender match in the WWE. Yeah, I... I'm not sure how Charlotte feels about intergender matches, but I am here for her having matches against men because, like you said, she can go. And Charlotte is one of the few women on the roster who I feel like is equal like to the men, like right now on talent. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even surpassing. I feel like Charlotte, uh, Bianca is also a, a yeah. woman who I think can really, really go. Um, look and- at what look at what Sasha did with Reginald a couple weeks ago. Yes, Sasha too. Oh my God, that match was so good. It was great. (laughs) And I said this last week, and I don't know if you would agree on this, but hypothetically speaking, let's say if that match would have taken place with fans, I think people would have been cheering for Reginald. Yeah, I was almost (laughs) cheering for him. I was like, oh, okay. It was so good. And you know what? It was so good, and they didn't do much. It was a lot of chain wrestling and a lot of like Reginald kind of like sliding here and doing a flip over here. They did so little. But it was so good. It was very well executed. Mm-hmm. And it really got me excited. And I was entertained. And I'm like, man, I wish I was there. <laughs> like, I want to be there, you know? It was so good. But um, back to Charlotte. I, I Listen, I pray Charlotte so much. Um, I do feel like at times she gets unnecessary hate from the wrestling community, IWC, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I think uh, 
someone like Charlotte. Like, imagine her and AJ having a match. I feel like Dave Meltzer will probably explode in his pants and give it, like, a 10-star match. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so awesome. I, Man, I have a love-hate relationship with Charlotte, um, but it's more love than it is hate. It's just, like, I, I don't really know how to explain it, but I do, li- I do like her, and I do think that she deserves the opportunities that she's getting right now. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if she wins the Rumble, I'm just going to lose it, right? Like, like I'm going to die. Like, I'm going to no, you cannot do this. Why would you do that? If if you um, do lose it, can you please record, like, an instant recap? <laughs> like, react if you do. Yeah, I'll be like, Mario, look at what just happened. I told you. <laughs> and it's crazy about Charlotte because I didn't start, start out as a Charlotte fan. Like, when she, yeah. fir- when she first got, quote-unquote, called up to the main roster... I'm like, okay, it's Ric Flair's daughter. It's cool. And I know she, you know, had a, a run in NXT and stuff. And I'm like, okay, cool, Charlotte. And then um, she started having a few with, like, Paige and then Nikki. And I'm just like, eh, Charlotte's okay. Yeah. But then I think the more I started, like, seeing her work and that incredible triple threat match she had at WrestleMania Dallas with Becky and Sasha. And I'm like, yo, like, no one's touching her, man. Like, she's just that yeah. good. And I think ever since, I think that would be the match that was like, all right, I finally get it now. And ever since that, I, I've been a fan. And I get, I kind of get the love-hate thing because sometimes it's like, oh, Charlotte again. But at the same time, it's like, can you, like, how can you blame blame them? Like, she's the top star. Like, she's that good. She's great. Yeah, she, she can be put into any situation. And it's just like, you can't say that she doesn't, like, qualify for this. She's If anything, she's overqualified. Yes. Um, so if they, if it was, like, between her, like, example her and like ronda rousey like of course you would take charlotte mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter how big of a like how big outside of the wwe ronda is like charlotte is the company right now mm-hmm. she is that person and if you think of wwe you know right now becky's not there um mm-hmm. charlotte definitely up there and i feel like she's gonna be up there for a long time yeah also i got a soft spot for charlotte because she's mad she's like with a latino so it's like come on yeah. like you're I'm just, I just want to know if Charlotte speaks Spanish. That's all I want to know. And you know what? That relationship is so funny to me because he doesn't speak English and she doesn't speak Spanish. So, you know, they had to learn each other's language. They really had to like each other because you had to learn someone else's language for that. Well, they, they, I don't know if it was Charlotte or maybe Andrade had posted it. It might have been, I don't know. Maybe it was both of them. When they made their, I think, one year anniversary, they, it was a cute post. Like, even for, for and me as a guy, like saying it, it was a cute I know post. What you're talking about. They did a post saying, like, when they first started dating, like, the first couple of dates, like, I think they had to use, like, Google Translate and do, like, post-its or something. I was like, man, that, like, man, that says a lot about both of them. Like, how yeah. much they, they're interested in each other. Now, I'm sure Andrade speaks English. It's probably maybe, yeah. like, broken English or maybe English with an accent. But, like, I'm curious to know, like, Charlotte even speaks Spanish. Like, or she knows a little bit of Spanish. You know what? Charlotte needs to come on Lucha Outsiders and speak a little Spanish or rest friends. You know, we're all... We're all Spanish friendly here. Yeah. Well, one thing that we could get out of this is Charlotte sure loves her Latino man. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about AEW. I think the highlight of AEW this week, and I'm sure you're going to agree with me, <laughs> is Jungle Boy versus Dax Harwood. I thought this match was incredible. Jungle Boy shined incredibly. I was not expecting Jungle Boy to win, but he picked up the win, and I'm like, man, props to both guys here. And it says a lot about Dax Harwood, you know, the whole revival as a whole, because they, they're, they're, they're in this program with Jurassic Express, and they've been very vocal on how, 
oh, talent do too much flippy shit. Oh, they're not following tag rules. Uh, I'm not really into that. And you could kind of make the argument that Jurassic Express kind of falls in that That's category. They talk about it. Right. They, they, they kind of fall in that category, especially when it comes to Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt. But anytime we've seen any pairing of Jurassic Express versus the Revival, it's been an entertaining match, and Jungle Boy and Dax Harwood delivered. I love Jungle Boy. You know this. I love me some Jungle Boy. He's fantastic. I think he is a future AEW champion. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely. I think that match that he had against Cody was fantastic. Um, he just really is the future of the company. And him being so young, you definitely know he's got 10, 20 years yes. in him. And I feel like he is AEW. Like, in the future, he's going to be champion, like, for sure. I was thinking about this when I was doing the notes. So I was thinking about this yesterday when I was writing some notes down. Jungle Boy is so young. MJF is so young. I could easily see somewhere down the line, maybe five, six years from now, or maybe even sooner than that, because we don't know. I could easily see Jungle Boy, MJF facing off like in a main event at All Out for the AEW World Championship. Yeah. Because they're both young guys. Obviously, MJF has it now, right? But we don't have to rush things. But I could easily see Jungle Boy, MJF being like the marquee of AEW somewhere down the line. And Tony Khan bought the rights for Jungle Boy's new song. Uh, (laughs) Which is a good choice. But in the future, like I'm looking for when all the crowd is there. Yes. Oh my God, that's going to get so annoying. (laughs) Well, I feel feel like you would be, you would love that. I feel feel like you would love that. I feel like I'm hyped for a little bit, but then after a while, I'm just going to be like, oh man, here we go. And then people are going to be, not even after the song's over, it's like people are going to still be singing Judas in the middle of the match. And it's just like, no, the song already finished. Like, it's only 20 seconds in the intro and that's it, guys. We are not starting it again in the middle of the match. All right, here. so here's the question. Let's hypothetically say it's all out okay. this year. Let's say all out, we're going to get fans. I'll go to Chicago. I'll reunite with the rest of friends, all right? All right. Okay. So we're all hanging out. We'll actually sit together this time, not like the revolution. Okay. okay. Gotta plan this. Right. So that happens, and then Jungle Boy comes out. Will you be singing? Yes. I'm not saying about, like, I'm not gonna sing initially, you know? It's just, like, after two, three years of this song, like, you're gonna get, you're gonna be like, oh, man, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get something else, you know? Well, listen, it's been two years of Judas, and I'm still not sick of the song. <laughs> <laughs> I am not sick of, I'm still not sick of the song. I'm not sick of Sammy Guevara's versions of Judas. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Those are my favorite. He's so off key. He says the wrong words. <laughs> it's too bad that it's so good. Oh my god. All right. Let me get your opinions on this women's tournament that's going to take place in AEW in the coming weeks. So they announced the women's eliminated tournament, just kind of like exactly like what happened with the men's leading into full gear. Um, They announced two competitors so far. Serena Deeb, Rio. Rio's returning. I I think I'm so happy that Rio's coming back because this might upset. It may not upset people because I think we've all been critical on the women's division AEW, but I don't think the AEW women's title has mattered since Rio dropped it. I think when Rio was champion, I think the title meant something. Then we yeah. had a quick cup of coffee with Nyla, uh, Nyla Rose and then Hikaru Shida. Don't get me wrong. I like Nyla Rose and Hikaru Shida. Hikaru Shida is great in the ring, but, like, we don't see her. We don't see her at all. Like, they don't even spotlight her. Like, Serena Deeb is the women's champion in another company, and we see more of her defending her title than the actual promotion's championship. 
but they did announce a match. Serena Deeb versus Rio. Um, I'm sure this match is going to be great. But what do you think about this whole women's tournament? Do you think we're going to get any surprises? I have very... It's, it's sad. But I have low expectations for this tournament. Damn. <laughs> because they really dropped the ball for their women's tag team tournament that they had. Um, I remember they put it up on YouTube and I was like, what? Why the would they put it up on YouTube? The disrespect. The disrespect. Like, I was like, you can't have, like, Brandy, like, she is top of the company and you're going to put her on YouTube? Like, it just wasn't making any sense to me, you know? And then for the tournament to end, and I was just like, okay, well, we didn't really get anything out of it. Right. So you didn't put it on, on commentary. JR was saying more about his barbecue than he was saying <laughs> about the women's tournament. So I was, like, upset about that. And now with um, this new tournament, I'm just like, all right, well, let's see what happens. I feel like I can't get more disappointed mm -hmm. with AEW, you know, because like you said, they are showcasing a lot of women that um, are champions in other places. And, you know, Thunder Rosa, she's also like in and out of AEW. And I'm just like, well, she's not with the company. So why wouldn't you give that time to a woman who's actually in the company? You know, um, I don't think Karushita is a bad champion. I just don't think that they know what to do with her. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe they, they have the women's championship like up in the air and it's just kind of like, okay, well, Nyla's here. Like, let's do something with Nyla. And, you know, it's not maybe the most impactful thing, but it's there and right. it's women's content. So sure, why not? Like, let's do it. Very low expectations for this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, listen, I can't blame you. Like I said, AEW's, Biggest critique, there, there's a couple critiques, but their biggest critique has been the women's division on how they, they're they using the women. Not that I'm hopeful, but I do hope that I'm wrong here and, you know, they, they showcase this women. I hope that we get some surprises in the tournament, maybe, maybe like a Marty Bell or an Allison Kay or, or some uh -huh. of these free agent women, maybe even a Taya Valkyrie. Wow. Uh, I hope these matches get spotlight on Dynamite, not on Dark or a separate YouTube show. Like, yeah. how come we didn't get, like, the women's tag tournament matches on Dynamite instead of, you know, getting... It's just... I, I, I don't I, like it. I don't like it because while the women's division AEW does need work, they do have women there that could, that do work, like a Big yeah. Swole, like a Serena yeah. Deeb. Like, there's so much... Thunder Rosa, when she makes her appearance, like, I'm just counting the days when her contract is up with NWA. NWA. So, Tony Khan could be like, here... Here's all the money you want. Can you be the face of this division? Because like yeah, and like you said, they have the women there. Like Penelope's there, mm -hmm. and Penelope was having a really good showing for a while, and then I don't know what happened. They just kind of just didn't have her on anymore. Um, Britt Baker, of course, we know. Right. I feel like Britt is like the top star right. of you know, the women's division right now, and she's just kind of like wishy-washy with how they have her. I see more of Tony Khan on Impact taking notes on his Star Trek notebook. Like I don't understand. <laughs> I don't, I'm just not getting it. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not trying to be like ah, whatever about it. I'm trying to be a little bit hopeful here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we'll see what happens. I just want these women to be showcased and be spotlighted. That's all I want because we know they deserve it. You know. Yes, and I don't want like the women's tournament to start if it's on TV and then for them automatically to go in picture in picture. Like, don't do that to the women. I don't want to see like them the commercial big ol' on the screen and then the women. I have to like go, like, super close to the TV to see, like, what's happening and who's fighting. Like, come on. Don't take that. And you know what pisses me, and you know what pisses me off about that, too, is especially because we, we're lucky if we want to get one women's match on Dynamite, right? So when we get that, they go to commercial, right? And then 
sometimes we don't even get a picture in picture. And then when they come back from commercial, two minutes over, two minutes, it, the match is over. And it's like, bro, what are y'all doing, man? Like, give, give, this, give these women spotlight. Like, let them... Like, I think they did that with Serena Deeb and Tay Conti, which... Tay Conti, she's... To me, she's improved so much compared to her NXT so stuff. I, like, I, I'm a big fan. Like, I see a lot of potential with her. So, like, even with the match that she had with Serena Deeb a couple weeks ago, the match was good when it started. They went to commercial break. They came back. And I want to say, like, two, three minutes later, the match was over. And I'm like, really, dude? <laughs> like... <laughs> um, oh. <sighs> I don't know. I'm telling you. I, I hope that they prove me wrong mm-hmm. and that they really do showcase the women and that this goes somewhere because I think Sheeta right now is champion. It's um, They're doing her dirty because right. she could be having so many fantastic matches, you know, and she is a star. Yes. So I feel like this is like discrediting her um, a little bit. So we'll just see where, where this goes. So as you... long as it doesn't go on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> right. We Let's not disrespect the women. Put them on mm-hmm. Dynamite. Don't put them on Dark. Yes, and you... give Britt Baker an action figure. Yes, we need a Britt Baker action figure. And for you slime balls over there, we don't need you to buy the figure and do whatever it is that you do with figures, okay? We don't need that, all right? Because I know we have some, some peckerheads out there that are kind of fucking weird, if you know what I mean. That's weird, weird, yes. Okay, so you mentioned Impact, and with this whole AEW Impact kind of crossover, sharing talent, like, obviously the biggest angle here is this whole biz, Cliz bullet club, elite stuff. Um, I've been very critical in the past couple weeks saying like, hey, we, we ended Dynamite with such a great moment where they all too sweet with each other. Fucking the internet exploded. Oh my God, the bullet comes back together, blah, blah, blah. And then a week later, we're already getting like a gray area here where they're not all getting along. There's some shadiness going on. Don Callis is kind of like being like the puppet master here with like Kenny Omega and stuff. So we saw more of that this week where the main event was the Dark Order, which Ever since they became faces, which we knew that that was going to happen. They're doing, like, such a great job on TV. I'm so happy for guys like Alex Reynolds and John Silver. But, so we had the Dark Order versus, I guess, BC, Biz Clips, Bullet Club, whatever you want to call them, the Young Bucks and Good Brothers, right? Before the match started, we had this, uh, we had this quick promo. The Good Brothers brought back, brought back the whole beat up John Moxley, just like they did with John Cena at WWE, <laughs> which I popped for that. And we had a pr- funny promo, and then Kenny Omega comes out, and... He kind of gets a little, you know, he gets into the Young Bucks' faces saying, like, yo, what's up with what you did to Don Callis? And Don Callis, being, like, an exaggerator, he has, like, this big-ass patch on his eye or whatever. So you see a little push and shove there. So more teases, like, okay, the Bullet Club isn't fine. Fast forward to the match. The match was great. Shout-outs to all the competitors in the match. I, I thought this it was a great main event. And then they preview next week where they're going to have this – tag team battle royal type gimmick where the winners of the match will challenge for the AEW tag team uh, championships at Revolution. Now the Young Bucks are in the match but they're the current champions. So they kind of tease that well you know if, if we do win we could challenge anyone anyone we want and when I mean anyone it's anyone and they kind of looked at the Good Brothers and they all started laughing too sweeting and then Ray Phoenix and John Moxley came out and you know the, the brawl broke out. I think the Good Brothers versus the Young Bucks, that match is it's, it's bound to happen. Like, we already knew that, even when this story started. But I just feel like the story has gotten so much convoluted because it's like, oh, no, we're, we're on your side. Oh, no, don't pay attention to Don Callis. Oh, but Don Callis is kind of like, you know, playing puppet master over here. So it's like, I don't think we should have rushed all this already. Like, let's get teases. Like, I just feel like the whole 
Don Callis, you know, kind of swerving the Bucks, and now Kenny Omega's mad at the Bucks. I just feel like it's a little bit too much and too convoluted for my liking. Do you yeah. feel any different? Do you feel like it's just like, or are you just kind of like, whatever? No, I totally agree with you. I think it's very much right now like a novella where everything happens like so quick. It's very soap opera-like where you're just like, oh my God, two minutes have passed and something else is already going on. Um, so I, I do think that they need to slow it down a little bit mm-hmm. um, and kind of just play it out. Um, I do like that, you know, these companies are all working together because it's just like, oh my God, you don't know what's going to happen on Impact and you don't know what's going to happen on AEW. Right. Everybody's just kind of going everywhere. And I do wish that one day more companies would do that and you know hopefully one day wwe will not be petty and like let the wrestlers go to other places you that's, know that's when Vince man dies okay <laughs> <laughs> well you know he's getting up there in age who knows um, <laughs> but yeah i think um the the young bucks right now um they're they're my favorite i love the young bucks. i love the young and, bucks too they're my favorite tag team and it's just like oh man i don't know how I feel about them right now in the storyline. It's just like, because everybody's very iffy, so I don't know. I'm like, am I supposed to like you right now? Like, what's happening, you know? Well, I think I think they're blurring the lines with the Young Bucks a little bit, but, like, if you've been watching Being the Elite, also, they're also, like, I, us Latinos are saying, what we would say, like, tienen un abierto. Like, they, they're, yeah. like, yeah, we're playing along. Yeah, too sweet. The ha-ha, Bullet Club, Blizz, Clears, all that shit. But at the same time, Matt is, like, looking at them like, hmm. Yeah. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Um, what I will say is, whenever we do get this Good Brothers Young Bucks match, I think this match is going to be incredible. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's giving me very much Young Bucks FTR. Like, you remember when uh, FTR first came and you were like, oh, my God, when is this match going to happen? Right. Like, I know it's going to happen. It's just we need a, a day. So that match is going to be great. I agree. Uh, we mentioned the women's division on AEW. Let's talk about how you're supposed to treat the women's division, and that's over in NXT. Um, how they showcase the women, which is great. So last week on NXT, we had the one of the um, Dusty Rhodes classic matches. We had Kane Carter and uh, Casey Kavanaugh. Yes, uh, versus Mercedes Martinez, which I love, and Tony Storm, which is another person I love. I thought this match was great, and obviously, like the the gif, the gif, the the, the highlight of that match was um casey doing this phoenix slash black arrow slash corkscrew i don't know what to call that but the, the visual yeah. was just fucking amazing right mm-hmm. but if you saw io shirai got involved and kind of caused mercedes martinez and tony storm in the match so fast yeah. forward to this past week on nxt we had tony storm come out looking like a fucking badass beautiful as hell and and she cut gets on the mic saying like hey you know you're shirai like if you you know pretty much if you want some let's go like i'm gunning for that yeah. nxt championship io shirai comes out they brawl a little bit tony storm then goes to the outside then mercedes martinez gets in now she's beating up on io shirai then tony gets back in and now they're all fighting or whatever and then kind of the end visual we got was tony storm holding that nxt championship uh women's championship and now it's been announced at the next takeover which they haven't announced the the takeover name but i'm taking a guess it's gonna be sam valentine's day massacre they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna bring that back that's just my guess but i could be wrong here But at the next takeover, they announced Io Shirai will be defending that women's championship against Io, uh, Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Man, this has match of the year caliber because all three women could work their ass off. Yeah, I'm. Oh man, I love the women's division on NXT. I feel like they get showcased so well. It's it's insane. You know, I look forward to watching NXT because I'm like, all right, ladies, what are you gonna do? And it's about them having 
more than just a championship storyline, right. you know, because um, Candice LeRae's got her own little feuds going on. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you get to follow the women in their different storylines. Sometimes there's like three storylines going on at once. And you're just like, oh, my God, you know. And um, 205 Live just had its first women's match, which was also part of the tournament where Priscilla Kelly and Elena Black got to, you know, wrestle there. And it's just like, oh, my God, women keep making history on NXT. I'm excited about that. Yes. Um, (laughs) But, oh, my God, these matches that the women are having, they're just high caliber. And I feel like I look sometimes more forward to the women's matches than I do the men's matches because it's just like, all right, all right, ladies, I know you're going to bring it. Like, I remember Io putting herself in a trash can and jumping out there. (laughs) (laughs) And now another moment that we can add to our highlight reel is Casey with that amazing move that she did. I I don't know. Um, I don't even know what to call it. (laughs) Yeah, and I remember the first time I saw Casey was on American Ninja Warrior Mm -hmm. because she was, like, the first woman to make it past, like, a certain level like no other woman had done it before and i'm just like this girl is insane and then when i saw her, um that she had been on nxt i'm like oh my god like my worlds are colliding i just right. watched ninja warrior and now she's here so i i'm a huge fan of casey um and you know that i feel like she's training with ricochet and ricochet's just showing her how to do all these crazy flips well i said it last week if casey kaizaro and ricochet have a kid they're gonna have a spider monkey because they're gonna that kid's gonna be all over the place <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. It's funny that you mentioned, um, not funny, but it's interesting that you mentioned the whole, sometimes you look forward more to the women's matches in NXT than you do the men. Because I had Danielle from the heel marks, which she's a big, you know, she's a big supporter from women's wrestling. And just like us, she wants the AEW's women's division. Come on, like spotlight these women. Like, let's see women's wrestling. So I told her, I feel when it comes to NXT and even Impact, their women's division's feel just as important as the rest of the show when it comes to like men's and tag team on either show a women's match can main event and it doesn't feel like okay women's are our main eventing no it just feels like it's normal because their women's divisions both on nxt and impact they're just at par with everything and they feel important yeah and it's definitely a big um a big way because they're showcased so like fantastically and sometimes you get like three women's matches in a night and you're just like oh my god yes give me more women's matches and that's why i get like frustrated with AEW because you get like three seconds of a women's match compared to three matches on nxt and and also i think us as the as fans we get kind of frustrated with AEW when it comes to the women's division because when the AEW announcement first happened and they did like that whole uh, press conference or whatever they got us so excited, and they were talking, Brandy was like, oh, our women's division is going to be like, uh, nothing like you ever seen before, we're signing this person and that person, and they get us excited, and then when we finally got it, and then we started getting dynamite, it's like, where's our women's division? You, know? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? And I think you could disagree with me or agree with me, um, and I'll just get your opinion on it. When the AAW idea first happened, like when we started hearing the rumblings, like, okay, AEW is going to be a thing. It's going to be ran by the Bucks and Cody and whoever. And then when they finally did the press conference or whatever, I think people got the idea that AEW was going to be like a hybrid of New Japan and Ring of Honor. And that's not what AEW is anymore. AEW, it's a separate entity. It's not close to Ring of Honor. It's not close to New Japan. And us as fans, I think we kind of felt like that's what we were going to get. We were going to get a hybrid of both companies. And that's not what AEW is. Yeah, they they did their own thing. And it's just like where AEW started and where AEW is now, it's just like nowhere near what I thought it was going right, to be. Right, right. Um, 
and it is like uh, I do like it, but I, you know, it's new, so it's it's got you know it's little hiccups every now and then, mm-hmm. and you know they are still taking feedback from you know the the crowds and the fans, but it's just like I feel like you're not listening to me, Tony Khan. <laughs> I feel like you don't know who I am, and you just don't even care to learn. <laughs> right, and 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 like I've said in recent weeks, because um, AW. At the end of the day, it's still a new company, right? It's only been two years, right? So yeah. they're still, I guess, figuring out a foundation. At the at the end of the day, I'm still a big AEW fan, and that's like I'm always looking forward to AEW, whether it's a good show, a bad show. Every single week, I'm always looking for uh, looking forward to AEW. I watched that first thing, um before NXT because I feel like okay, AEW is a new company, NXT is already established. Like, I want to give my view to AEW, and then after that, yeah. I watch NXT, and then there's some weeks where I'm like. Man, let me give myself a congratulation. Maybe I should have watched NXT first because it's like NXT washed AEW. Maybe you don't see that in the ratings, but there's been plenty of times where NXT had the better show compared yeah. to both. But I just want to see everyone do good. Like it's yeah. not like for me, it's not a war. It's not like oh, I want I want to see WWE getting taken out of business or AEW. Like I want like I want to see the wrestling world thrive. But AEW just needs to, you know, they just need to tighten up a couple things. And, you know, one of the biggest criticisms is that AEW doesn't have, like, a creative team kind of like WWE. Where WWE, they do have a creative team, but they overproduce everything. Maybe it wouldn't hurt AEW if they went a little bit more on, like, actually having a creative team. Maybe not to the extent like WWE has, but maybe that would help out their product a little bit. Yeah, maybe just to to tie up some loose knots, you know, um, because it's it, they're putting on a good show. It's just like you know that you could be doing more, right? You know, and sometimes it's like when you watch WWE, you're like, okay, well, maybe you could be doing less. Um, so it's just about finding that balance because like we love to watch wrestling. We don't want any company to fail, you know, because at the end of the day, we want more more to watch, right? So, um, not wishing anything bad on AEW, you know, but I just I know that you guys can do better. So. <laughs> Por favor. <laughs> Listen, Tony Khan, if you're listening to this. Listen, Tony Khan. No, oh my God, no, so disres- to- no disrespect. You're my guy, all right? You're my guy, Tony. But you just got to tighten up a little couple screws over there in AEW. Yes, Tony Khan right now is listening to the podcast, writing his uh, notes on his Star Trek journal. <laughs> He's probably going like this. Restaurants, Lucha Outsiders, banned from all AEW <laughs> shows. <laughs> All right, one last thing on NXT, and then we're going to talk about the Royal Rumble already, all right? So get excited. <laughs> okay, so NXT ended this week, I thought, in, in a great way, and I feel like this all happened by design. So hear me out. So we got this tag match. We had Oni Lorcan, Danny Burch, Kings of NXT, whatever you want to call them, you know, with Pete Dunne or whatever, versus the pairing of Kyle Riley from Undisputed Era and Finn Balor, right? They kind of put their differences aside. They, they joined forces to face off with um the kings of nxt right they they put on an incredible match shout outs to both teams and then at the end of the match we had uh the kings of nxt with Pete dunn just being the shit out of kyle riley finn balor right out comes the undisputed era the rest of the undisputed era adam cole and roger strong no bobby fish because he's hurt so they come out and they we get a face off we kind of see finn balor kind of like you know with, with undisputed era so i'm like Holy shit, what's going on here? And then they're kind of all looking at each other, and they seem like they're all together as a unit. But then Finn Balor kind of just backs away, and then he gets out of the ring, and he's kind of still looking. We don't know what's going on there. And the question raises, like, 
Is Finn Balor undisputed? So I feel like this happened by design. And hear me out. So we see what's happening on AEW, right? With the whole Bullet Club reunion, blah, blah, blah. This, this, and that. So I feel like Triple H, and I could be wrong here. I could be wrong here. But I feel like Triple H, Shawn Michaels is like, man, this Bullet Club shit is making a lot of noise in AEW. How can we How can we counter this? Well, I mean, we have former Bullet Club members. We have Adam Cole. We have Finn Balor. And he's the one that started the shit. So he's like, let's. why don't we tease that maybe Finn Balor's undisputed? And then Shawn was probably like, that's a great idea. You know? So, um... I don't know, man. I, I just I just feel like this I feel like there was a little bit more to this tease that we got and I feel like this is kind of in a in a in a very light way, but I feel like this might be the answer um NXT's trying to look for against some of the bullet club stuff that we're seeing on AEW. Like, hey, let's let's tease that maybe Balor could potentially be undisputed. I could be wrong here. This is just me fantasy booking yeah. here, but I, it, it's plausible, I think. What do you think? Yeah, it, it definitely is plausible that, you know, Triple H and Sean watch everything because you know that they do they're like even they, they don't have to say like i know you're watching aew mm-hmm. and watching impact to see what's happening um you know finn balor was in that ring like oh i like this mm-hmm. i have i like having a squad you know yeah. bobby fish better hurry up and get ready because he's about to get replaced <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry bobby fish i didn't even remember who he was on wednesday i was like wow finn balor and adam cole like oh my god it was just so so awesome i'm really excited and hopefully that you know finn possibly could be joining undisputed era who knows maybe you know adam's gonna back him for a little bit and like yeah sure you can have our help against you know whoever but um i don't know man i'm I'm excited that that last picture that we got on nxt was just like oh my god like i was like i need this in my veins (laughs) i I thought it was uh, i thought it was a really uh a cool visual to see finn balor It, it just it fit for whatever reason, it just fit. And it kind of goes back to what we saw a couple months ago um, in the summer when Karrion Cross had to drop the NXT Championship due to injury. When we had like those series of matches, we had that incredible fatal four-way between Cole, Balor, Champa, and Gargano. And then we saw the one-on-one between Adam Cole and Finn Balor. Like those series of matches, like I don't know if you got if you remember, but we got a too sweet there between Adam Cole and Finn Balor. So it's like, you know, they're still they they're not ignoring their roots, if you know what I mean. And I like that NXT doesn't stop them from doing it. Or maybe they, you know, they haven't yet. Mm-hmm. So um I like that they're able to keep it's like a like a little Easter egg that right. when you when you watch NXT you're just like, Oh man, they did it. Did you guys see it? <laughs> this happened. Um yeah, it's it's exciting. I, I think that that pairing in that match of um Finn Balor and Kyle, mm-hmm. like you just saw them almost destroy each other right. a few weeks ago. You know, they both ended up in the hospital and now for them to be teaming, mm-hmm. it was just so good, man. Right. They have great chemistry together. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of Kyle. Like Kyle has really grown on me. I was not sure how I felt about Kyle in the dispute. I was like, all right, like, like you're funny. You make me laugh. Like you're good. But I wasn't like a thousand percent there for him and now i'm like yes kyle give me more of kyle bobby fish man you're getting left behind you're swimming away you need to swim back (laughs) you know i'll I'll give you uh before we go into the royal rumble i'll give you a a a quick kyle o'reilly story about like first of all he's a great guy i got to meet him when he was still in ring of honor really good dude but when he was in ring of honor i was kind of like with him like i just felt while he was great in the ring i just felt he was really boring and yeah. I was just like, ah, he's just too vanilla for me. And then he goes to NXT, and it's like, 
Yo, this guy's entertaining. He has a character. He's fucking jamming on his bell, like, you know, ripping yeah. the guitar. And I'm like, man, how come I didn't get this Kyle O'Reilly in Ring of Honor? And it just goes to show you, like, maybe NXT doesn't work for everyone, but it does work for some people because we see the differences with Kyle O'Reilly compared when he was in the Indies and in Ring of Honor to now where he's at in NXT. It's like, this guy has a character. He's charismatic. He's funny. Like, it just goes to show you what, NXT and Triple H and Sean and all of them down at the Performance Center, what they could do with certain talents. I'm not going to say everyone because not everyone needs the Performance Center or NXT, but it just goes to yeah. show you what they can do, though. Yeah, and <clears throat> it's crazy to see how some people develop. You're like, oh, maybe I wasn't like a huge fan of this person like in the indies or when they were with another promotion, but now they're on NXT, and it's just like, oh, man, like this whole new you know, a demographic that's going to get introduced to the Rascals. Like, that's crazy. Right. You know, people are going to get introduced to Shotzi, and Shotzi's being like pushed on NXT. She's a star. Shotzi's a star. She didn't get, get rid of the tank, but she's a star. <laughs> oh my god, you again with this tank. I love the tank. I hate the tank. I hope that tank goes on fire. I fucking can't stand the tank. But, you know, NXT, I feel like, has a formula that, you know, works very, very well for some people. And it does. it's not the same formula on the main roster. Like, mm -hmm. we've seen that you know, Finn Balor went to the main roster. He came back. You know, it's, there was a lot of injury there. Um, some people just don't make it on the main roster. And it's just because there's a lot of things going on over there. And NXT, I feel like there's just more, they focus, there's more more teachers, you know, to pay attention to the students as right. opposed to like one professor with like 500 people. Finn Balor right now in NXT reminds me of Prince David from New Japan. Like it, it's, yeah. it's like mirror images of each other. When... Finn Balor had his first run in NXT, and then he moved on to Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, he did get hurt and stuff, but it's like, why is Finn Balor fucking smiling for no reason? I don't need to see a happy Finn Balor. Why did you make the demon into a fucking clown? Like, why did you do this? Uh, it's just... And, and I feel bad for Balor, because I feel like Balor wasted time at Raw and SmackDown, where he could have just probably stayed in NXT. Yeah, I feel like the same thing happened with um, Alistair Black. You know, he got to the main roster and like the, him and Ricochet were a tag team at first and they were getting pushed. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, I don't, I don't know what happened. They added a squeaky song, a, you know, noise to his theme song. And I was just like, not here for it. I was like, whoa, 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 stop, stop. Oh, right you, did the, you did the Teddy meme face? <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I want none of that. And then, like, he was missing an eye. Um, <laughs> there was just a lot going on with him. Um, so I feel like if he was to go back to NXT, I feel like that formula works. He's he's not supposed to be on the main roster. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's enough of NXT. Let's talk <laughs> about the Royal Rumble. Are are you are you ready to rumble? <laughs> I am a thousand percent ready to rumble. All right. Like, Let's, I'm, I'm number I'm number one in the Royal Rumble. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Let's start with the Women's Royal Rumble. So they announced yesterday on WWE. Well, it wasn't announced. They had this, which I thought was a terrible idea. So WWE backstage, they, they made the return uh, last night for this Royal Rumble special. And they had an exclusive WWE backstage match. Natalia versus Tamina. No disrespect to either women because I... I, I <laughs> I, I love Natty. I think Natty, I think they... She's so sweet. I, she's so sweet. Like, when I see Natty, like, if I ever get the chance to meet Natty, right? Hopefully COVID isn't a thing anymore. Like, I just want to give her a hug. Because, yeah. I don't know if I told you this. I might have told you this privately. But I watched the episode of Total Divas when her dad, Jim Neihart, passed away. Yeah. And let me tell you something. I'm not an emotional person. But did that get me in my feels? And did I tear? Because it's like... 
man. And at the time, my dad was going through cancer, so I kind of could relate a little bit to it. So I'm like, man, if I just saw Natty right now, I would just give her the biggest hug. So I love Natty, and I feel like she's an underrated worker. Like I feel like there's no excuse why she shouldn't have more than just two, three women's title runs. I think she only had two. I think one was the Divas and the other one was the SmackDown Women's Championship. But I think she should have more title runs. Like, I, I just don't get it. So they And Tamina, I love Tamina, but, you know, she's just like, whatever, right? Uh, so they had this match. Natty won. She's coming out at 30. So it's kind of like, eh, like, okay, cool. No disrespect to Natty, but it's just like, whatever. Tell me, tell me what's your thoughts right now about the Women's Royal Rumble. What's like, what's going into your head? What do you think? What's, uh, what's like, hmm, what's grabbing your attention? I'm so excited about the Women's Rumble. Since we started having a Women's Rumble, like, I look forward to the Women's Rumble now more than the men's. And I don't know what happens. Every year I cry in the Women's Rumble. I have no idea why. Um, even when I rewatch it back, it's just like, oh my God, like, I get so emotional and it's like, Maybe because, uh, you know, you've seen the development of the women right. and how they are able to have the same moments as the men. And it's just like, this is what we wanted all along. You know, it's just the opportunity to even compete at the same level. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I'm so excited about this. Am I excited about Natty being 30? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, damn it. You're, like, you could have put her, like, 20... You know, even 27, you could have given her the 27, I would have been all right. Um, But it's just like, man, why Natty? And I do understand that Natty, you know, they do her dirty always because Natty's a vet. You know, Mm -hmm. she's always putting other people over. They always do her dirty. Like, I'm just like, bro, she's been here forever Mm -hmm. and you're not going to give her these opportunities. If you watch Total total divas total bellas you always saw that natty like was going through something backstage because they were taking away her matches or she was getting replaced and and she gets and she gets so emotional too and i just like that's all it's going back to like the whole hug thing now don't get me wrong i don't want people to think that i'm like a creep or anything but like it's like when i see her i'm like oh can someone just like give her a hug like i feel so bad you're like natty like i love you like (laughs) don't worry like i'm a fan i feel like you would tell her already like no natty i love you you're my best friend like like, they're always doing her dirty i don't appreciate it but i also don't think that she needs to come out in at number 30 on twitter people were roasting her mario oh no twitter but like you know how when they do like the backstage commentary on total divas and like you know they have the women just sitting on a chair just talking about what happened right they were taking a picture of natty and natty like they would replace the words saying like oh my god this moment is so important to me because coming out at number 30 like they were just (laughs) The memes oh. were there. I was like, oh my god, they were so funny though. Poor, because poor I'm like, Natty. Natty would totally do this. <laughs> <laughs> she would totally say this. Oh. All right, so I'm going to bring up a couple of names here, and you tell me what you think. By, by the way, I think it would have made more sense to have Bailey come out at 30 than Natty. Yes, yes, makes sense. All right, so we'll start with Bailey. Okay. Do you- I. I like Bailey. Mm-hmm. I think she's got a very good chance of winning. Do I think she's going to win? No. Okay. Let's talk about the, the, the person that got RKO'd this week, Alexa Bliss. <laughs> you know what? A lot of people are rooting for Alexa to win. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, she doesn't need the Rumble win right now. Maybe like in the future, I totally see her you know, eventually win, winning a Women's Rumble. But I don't think that she needs it because she's got a very good storyline getting RKO'd by Randy right now. Like... <laughs> I think I think I think it's not I think it's safe to say that Alexa potentially win the rumble like she 
she's there. Like, you know, yeah. but like you just said right now, she doesn't necessarily need it. Yeah. By the way, I think ba- Bailey winning it, I don't think that's going to happen either, but I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate Bailey well, winning yeah. it. Yeah, I think Bailey's got a really good thing going right now. All right. Bianca Belair. That's my winner. <laughs> that's it. That's my girl. Oh, my God. When I saw her carry Otis, Mario, I have never felt stronger in my life. Like, <laughs> I, I don't even know how that happened. Like, her power came out, the television waves, and I felt the strength of her carrying Otis. She is so impressive. I love I Bianca love Belair. so much. What? Like, well, you oh. brought up Otis. I'm, I will say that was the best thing Otis has ever done in his whole fucking WWE career. <laughs> Be a part of that segment. <laughs> Being carried by Bianca. Was the best thing he's ever done in his old WWE career. That's one, right? Um, two, when it comes to Bianca Belair, she's my dark horse pick to win the Royal Rumble. But see, here's the thing about the Royal Rumble. Just because you don't win it doesn't mean that they're not putting the rocket strap behind her. I feel like there's a strong possibility that she enters at one and two and still make it to the final two and get eliminated and... That still would be a win for her. If yep. she was to run the whole Rumble and she makes it to the final two or three, like, you know these Rumble matches go, could go up to an hour. Like, a ma- like I feel yeah. like Bianca Belair could potentially be that person. And if, if that does happen to Bianca, I would not be upset about it. Look, don't get me wrong. Would I love to see her win the Rumble? Absolutely. But if yeah. she runs the Rumble and lasts to the final two, and starting at one or two and go and last all that, that means they have time invested in her and that she's going to go somewhere. So I wouldn't necessarily hate that. And we do see that WWE has invested a lot in her right now. She's got a really good storyline with Bailey. She just had her chronicle come out in um, WWE Network. And it's just like, oh, my God, man. They don't give this charm. I'm going to be so mad. And she's got a record in the Royal Rumble for, you know, the most eliminations. She's Mm -hmm. tied with Shayna. I think it's like eight eliminations. So if she comes out at one and makes it all the way to 29 and then Natty comes out to eliminate her, I'm going to be so (laughs) You know what? Um... Bianca's another one that I could easily see her uh, wrestle with dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't percent there with you. She could wrestle Otis. <laughs> you know what? I just don't want to see Otis on my TV, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I want to see your face reaction for this next name. You better not say Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. I hate you. <laughs> I would do that. <gasps> I, I, listen, let's... It, we shouldn't rule it out. It could be a. I'm not saying that she's gonna win it, but it, we could potentially see her in the rumble. Listen, Ronda Rousey just ruins my days. <laughs> I I don't even know what it is, but I'm just I'm tired of her from the moment she first showed up in WWE. I'm tired of her. She the first moment I heard her song hit, I'll no, I was not having it. And Teddy knows this. I can't even look at a picture of Ronda Rousey. Like she annoys me so much. She thinks that. She's bringing so much to the women's division, and it's just like, no, girl, sit down. You, you can't. You were having the hardest time wrestling the first two matches. Um, anyway, I don't think that she's going to win the Rumble. <laughs> Do you if think she, she'll make an appearance? I'm going to be so mad if she makes an appearance. <laughs> 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 I don't like her. Well, okay, listen, and I'm not, and I'm not here saying that Ronda, and I'm the biggest Ronda fan. I'm not here, but yeah. I will, I will counter what you're saying. At least. I feel like we're Ronda Rousey at the time. I won't say now because right now we're kind of like in a COVID era. So I don't it really include like the last year. But if you go back after that WrestleMania, I think you can make the argument the women's division in, the, in, in Raw and SmackDown, not NXT. NXT is their own animal. But yeah. after that WrestleMania where Becky got her moment and 
then we didn't see Ronda at all. That was the last time we saw Ronda. You can make the argument and say the women's division was not the same on Raw SmackDown after Ronda left. They had Becky in fucking mediocre matches with Lacey Evans. She didn't have really a, a, a real opponent. And at the time, not saying that the women weren't performing, but like they were kind of in limbo for a couple months trying to getting a little bit established. Like, okay, this is the women's division. Life after Ronda, pretty much. And as much as some people could, you know, discredit Ronda, whatever, she was bringing up ratings at the time. So... I, I'm not going to sit here and say I, I didn't, and I thought her all her matches were trash. I think when they did uh, uh, spotlight her, like whether it was uh, Nia Jax or even her match with Charlotte Survivor Series, um, her match with Sasha Banks at Royal Rumble, uh, when she, she did have those matches, I was entertained by her. I think she overexceeded anyone's expectations because I think the expectations with her was just like, Oh, she's probably going to be trash or whatever, but I don't think she was trash. Even if you go back to her first match at WrestleMania, what was that, 34 New Orleans? That uh, mixed tag match, it was Triple H and Stephanie versus Ronda and Kurt Angle. If you go back and watch that match, people can make the argument that was probably one of the best matches of the night. So, like I said, I'm not the biggest Ronda fan here. I'm yeah. not saying that, but I think you could we could make the argument at the time and be like, hey, when Ronda left for the first couple months, maybe... Until Sasha made her return, yeah. I think for those couple of months, the women's division was kind of in limbo a little bit. Yeah, and um, I feel, I, I don't know what it is about Ronda, because, you know, when Pat McAfee said he was going to wrestle Adam Cole, we didn't have high expectations. And I was like, this guy's just going to come in, and it's going to be like, you know, another situation, like yeah. the Ronda Rousey thing. He's mm -hmm. going to come in and think that he knows know what's going on and i was very impressed by pat mcafee yeah so i don't know what it is about ronda that just annoys me just just be honest you hate her face <laughs> I, you know what that might be it um but i think that if it wouldn't make sense to bring her back if wwe didn't have this if the main roster wasn't as stacked as it is mm -hmm. because you could argue that bianca is up there in status and bianca could be having these great yes. matches yes. you don't need ronda rousey no no you absolutely well, would Ronda, if she was on TV, get them more ratings? Of course, because mm -hmm. people who are not wrestling fans would tune in again to watch Ronda. Do I like it? No. <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on to another female, Charlotte Flair. Oh, man. You know what? I have, oh, man, I don't know, I don't know what it is about today, but I feel like she might win. I feel like they might give it to her, and she might be the first woman to have won the Rumble twice. Right. Um. And it wouldn't be surprised if WWE did this because they love Charlotte. And not to say that we don't love Charlotte, mm -hmm. but, you know, she's the queen and the queen gets gets everything. She's getting up there with, the, you know, the title reigns, almost going to beat her father. I feel like at this point she might beat out John Cena if, you know, John Cena gets, you know, to, to one-up that championship reign. I don't want her to win, but I like her. <laughs> you know what it is with Charlotte? I, first of all, I don't think she's going to win. She might have a great showing in the match, but I don't think she's going to win. She'll probably get eliminated by Lacey Evans, which... Oh, my God. If Ric Flair gets involved, <laughs> I'm going to be mad. You know, and I just feel like how they're booking right now Charlotte Flair. Now, keep in mind, she's not even in a main event storyline on Raw. But it's like, I just... Lacey Evans does absolutely nothing for me. She, I, she does nothing for me. And then it's like, you put the tag titles with Oscar and Charlotte, and what, you just made, like, what, one title defense? And I think, oh, you know what's funny? They're defending the titles tonight. So Charlotte's yeah. going to do two matches. They're defending the titles against Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, she's and she's also going to be in the Rumble. 
Yeah, she's going to work overtime. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if she still retains and then wins the Rumble? <gasps> and then where does Peyton Royce come into this situation? Because, like, Lacey, I, I, I'm not sure if they're, like, a tag team, if they're, like, solid or not. And then my poor girl, Billy Kay, is just going to be handing out her resume ringside. I don't know what's going to happen with her. Listen, if I don't see an Iconics reunion in the Royal Rumble, <gasps> if I don't see the Iconics reunion in the Royal Rumble where they're all sta- they're both standing in the middle ring and they go like iconic if I don't see that I might start that hashtag cancel Peacock or something right no 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 I'm kidding I, I would never do that but I would I'd be like what the hell are you guys doing that's a missed opportunity yeah, that's like, you know, there's definitely going to be something like in the, the Riot Squad is going to team up for a little bit. Right. But like, if it could be the Riot Squad versus the Iconics, because, you know, they've been kind of rejecting Billy. Right. You know, poor Billy. Time <laughs> with Peyton, that would be great. You mm-hmm. know, that only benefits, you know, a Royal Rumble match. Right, 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 right. Okay. The man, Becky Lynch. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I love Becky. I'm like, Becky's. Number one fan. I, I, listen, I, I love Becky in and out of the ring, if you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> I went to the store the other day, and there was a Becky Barbie, and I bought it. Like, I don't know what came over me that I was like, yeah, I'm going yeah, I'm, I'm to just have this Becky Lynch Barbie. I don't know what it was about it. I, I just got it. But there are people on the internet saying that Becky Lynch is going to return. And let me tell you, it's mostly men. I want to say they're like, oh my god, yeah, the man, she's gonna, you know, come back at, at the rumble, and I'm just like, bro, she just gave birth, she just posted her baby on Instagram. You really think she's gonna come back to this rumble? What? Well, okay, so n- not, not, and I hate to do this because I hate trying to defend the peckerheads and the IWC or <laughs> or any of these slap dicks that are fucking so obnoxious online. But what I will say is the recent picture she posted. She looked like she already lost all that baby weight. I, yeah. I and she looked like she was working. Becky Lynch, even when she works out, she looks so beautiful. Oh, I love Becky Lynch. She, she was working out all through her pregnancy. I was, like, shook. And Rollins posted a picture on, on Instagram where she was uh working out. And her arms are jacked. Like, oh, my God. So, and Becky Lynch, she likes, to, she likes to have fun on the internet. So I feel like she posted that picture by design. Yeah. Uh, to, to, you know, to kind of, like, put a little feel out there, like, hmm, maybe I'll come back for the Royal Rumble. I'm not subscribed to that. I don't think Becky Lynch is going to return to the Royal Rumble. But if she does, I'll be so excited. I'll be happy. I'll be... Listen, if she comes back, Mario, you give me all the congratulations in the world, okay? <laughs> but, like, I have, you know, me and, and Teddy have talked about this, that we're just like, man, men really think that after a month of giving birth, that's like the Bellas coming back. Well, like, well okay, that, that, that's okay. different. Nobody wants to see the Bellas come back. Okay. <laughs> Mario, I would love to see the Bellas back. Anyway, I can't believe you just said that. You're gonna bring up Ronda Rousey, and then you're gonna say I hate the Bellas. I didn't say I hate the Bellas. I said nobody wants to see the Bellas come back. That's what I said. Colors right now. Listen, you know, but okay, fine. We'll, we'll, I'll even throw the Bellas into this. I don't know when when did they have their kids again? Um, because they their kids were like a day apart, right? Oh, yeah, maybe like a couple months ago. So what do you think? Do you and, think and like maybe like two two months later than I think uh, do you, Becky had? Do you think we could potentially see the Bellas? No. Okay. I I, I really don't think. Um, I think it's more likely that we'll get maybe a Seth Rollins return right. for the men's rumble. Huh? Um, and I then I see like Becky. Um, I would love for Becky to come back, but it's just not like I'm not seeing it. She literally just gave birth, and 
I feel like people are not understanding the What if she comes in with the baby? <laughs> if she comes in with the baby number 30 and 31, if the baby takes Natty's spot, I would not be mad. <laughs> All right. And the last the last uh person I will mention which is my pick oh to yeah. win the 2021 20, oh. Royal Rumble Rhea Ripley. Oh yes, Rhea. Oh my god. Totally forgot about her cuz they haven't like mentioned a lot of Exactly. Rhea, but... And I think that's happening by design. People want you to forget that Rhea Ripley. Hey, what's up with Rhea Ripley? Like I said, my dark horse is Bianca Belair, but I think yeah. Rhea Ripley wins the 2021 Royal Rumble and she will redeem herself from last year's WrestleMania. That's my Charlotte. pick. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's my pick. So what do you think about Rhea Ripley? I love Rhea. I'm a huge fan of Rhea. Everything that she does is just fantastic to me. But I do think that, yeah, you're right. She could possibly win this whole thing. And it would be a great storyline because then it takes you back to the last WrestleMania mm-hmm. where she lost her championship against Charlotte. And then she kind of was just here and there on the roster she wasn't really being used we saw her chronicle where it really affected her you know losing and she wasn't being you know promoted on nxt the same way that she was before right when she was champion right so it would it would make a great storyline for her to have something you know now to say like okay i'm going to wrestlemania and i'm gonna win this time right all right that's the women's royal rumble i'm i'm excited i'm excited just talking about this with you <laughs> And we still have another Royal Rumble match to talk about. I know. Oh, my God. So, just like the women's, this one's kind of hard to call, too. And I don't even think I even have a pick. Um, not a pick, but an idea. But I'll throw that into when we're wrapping up with when it comes to the men's Royal Rumble. So, I'm going to mention a couple of names. And you tell me what you think, all right? Uh, I know you're a big fan of him. So, I'm going to start with him first. Because I don't think... I think it's plausible. I think it's very plausible. Because we've been reading the rumors on the dirt sheets. Your guy, John Cena. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. So, if John... I Listen, the other day I was watching TV and this commercial came on and John Cena was there. And it was a commercial of him, like, selling insurance or something with a cow. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. John Cena looks so good. Right, like, right. Like, fresh haircut. He was looking young. And I was like, oh, my God, John. Are you getting ready to come out in the Rumble? Like, I don't think that he would. I want to say that he would be a little bit more precautious during COVID. Like if he didn't come out in a regular rumble when we weren't in a pandemic, I would hope that he wouldn't come out now Mm -hmm. that we are in a pandemic. But if he comes out, I will lose my mind, lose it. But he, I I can't have the doctor of thugonomics come out. I need like regular John Cena. (laughs) All of that. (laughs) So when it comes to John Cena is, it's interesting because, so, uh, growing up with, you know, watching, like, the whole Ruthless Aggression era, leading into the PG era and stuff, like, it, John Cena got, like, I want to say go away heat, but it was, like, the whole Cena sucks, like, you know, John Cena sucks, and then when he, then when he, I know, I know you were one of those fans that would cheer for John Cena, and I would be one of those fans harassing you, be like, bro, John Cena sucks, that was me, but after we started seeing less and less of John Cena, I think the audience got to really appreciate John Cena. Like, okay, this guy really did give it all. Like, yeah, maybe not always did he perform like uh, like a Chris Jericho or like an AJ Styles and stuff. But as years progressed, he did get incredibly better. And I think the audience, not that, and I think when people boo John Cena and like John Cena sucks or whatever, it's not like they hated. Maybe some did hate John Cena, but like I say, for the majority, it's not that we hated Cena. It's like. 
dude, we don't need to see Super Cena fucking every single day, all right? That's like the same criticism that we got from we gave to Roman, right? So when we started seeing less and less of John Cena, I think the audience kind of like made the turn to Cena and was like, you know what? We kind of miss this guy, you know? And yeah. even um right before he went to like full time Hollywood, like I don't know if you go if you go back and watch. Remember the program he had with Roman Reigns? You remember that program? Like yeah. everyone, Roman's life. He everyone was pro Cena. Like Cena yeah. destroyed Roman Reigns. Like he ethered him. <laughs> it was so yeah. bad. Roman, like Roman had like what we call now the Kenny Omega and Undertaker face. Like really? <laughs> Do you remember that? Like there was a segment where. Roman was reading something and then he like stumbled over his words mm -hmm. and John Cena was like, no, 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 you better learn this if you're going to be the top guy. Right. I was like, <gasps> it was like, it's called a, it's called a promo. You got to learn quick. Uh, uh, you know, he said something down the line. Yeah, like, something. He said something down those lines and it's like, and even with that match, I remember, I think they had it like at a No Mercy or something like a random pay-per-view like that. I'm like, bro, this is a fucking WrestleMania match or like a SummerSlam match. Why did they do it so early? But, you know, I guess that was like kind of foreshadowing that like, hey, Cena's not going to be around much longer. Going back to the whole Cena thing, potentially win the Rumble. You know what? I wouldn't be against it. And here's why. If somehow Drew beats Goldberg for the title, oh. I could see a potential Cena-Drew match at Mania where the, the story writes itself. Cena trying to break Ric Flair's record. And I feel like if anyone could take Drew to that next level, not saying that yeah. Drew's not doing a great job, because I think I, I've been singing high praises for Drew McIntyre, but if there's anyone, anyone that could take Drew to that next level, it's John Cena. Yeah, and John is really good at putting people over. Mm -hmm. It's just like in his nature. Yes. Um, and I feel like, I would hope that people wouldn't be upset if John Cena showed up in the Rumble. But, yeah, I totally see that storyline happening. I think him against Drew would be iconic. Mm -hmm. Like, like Billy Kay and Peyton. Perfection. All right. I'm going to mention another name that's been picking up some steam the recent weeks. Uh, what do you think of Cesaro? Oh, Cesaro's uh, interesting. I feel like he's going to do very well. I don't know if he would win. I feel he's, he's not my pick, but I do like the way he's being showcased right mm -hmm. now. I feel like he needs to have a solid, you know, solo, you know, career right now because everybody that they were placing him with, when he was with Sheamus, I was a huge fan of Cesaro, you know, but I know that he can go. Um, I've had the pleasure of, of talking to Cesaro and he's just so good. I remember I talked to him about that match that he had, I think, with uh with Dean Ambrose and like his teeth got like knocked into his Oh, mouth. that was a tag match. It was the bar, Sheamus and Cesaro versus Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Yes, and he had his teeth kicked in and he's like in the moment he's like, I didn't even know what was happening. It just started, you know, and he kept and going. He kept and he kept going. Insane. I was like, how did you do it? And he was like, adrenaline. He's like, I didn't feel it. It was all adrenaline. He, he, and he's really, you know, like one of his monikers is the Swiss cyborg. He's really a fucking cyborg because that dude really just is. keeps going. And then the thing with Cesaro is also, especially some of the stuff that we've seen in recent weeks and then this past week on Friday Night SmackDown, they're kind of blurring the lines with him where he's kind of like heelish a little bit. But at the same time, it's like the way he wrestles and he's just so good. It's like, how can you boo this guy? <laughs> when he was spinning Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler just <laughs> Laughing <laughs> in the ring, I die. <laughs> it's so funny. I, I love the big swing. Um, and I think with Cesaro, I don't think he's gonna win the Royal Rumble, but I would not shock me if he makes it to the final four. Oh, definitely. I I see him maybe even final two. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Speaking of Cesaro, let's move on to his former tag team partner, Shinsuke Nakamura. It's another guy that's been getting some steam. They brought his old music back after he had a, an amazing showcase in that gauntlet match, a la Kofi Kingston, a la Seth Rollins. Um, yo, like, I think if there was fans right now, I think Nakamania could potentially be a thing. That would be so cool. Um, Nakamura is my... I have two picks, and he's one of them to win. Um, I think Shinsuke has just been showcased so well right now. And him possibly going to WrestleMania and having another fantastic match, like, I see it. He's my one one of my two picks. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Nakamura. I think WWE has done, well, not NXT, but I think WWE has done so much injustice to Nakamura because he's just so good and... I think the reason why we're starting to see guys like Cesaro, Big E, and Nakamura starting to get like some more limelight on SmackDown and starting to get shine is because Daniel Bryan is rumored that Daniel Bar Daniel Bryan's part of the creative team. So he's trying to like push these guys. He's like, we got Nakamura that was doing fucking like five, six star, seven star matches in Japan. How come we're not using this guy, you know? We're not doing anything with him here. Right. So speaking of Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan's my dark horse to win this thing. What do you think of the chances of Daniel Bryan, his showcase in this match, and potentially winning it? Yeah, um, Daniel Bryan is my other pick. I he is. I feel like he is going to win. It's going to be him and Bianca, I think. But Daniel Bryan, it's rumored to be like his like last run, like his, his last couple months. I don't know how long it's going to be, but... I feel like it would be perfect for him to go out, you know, with, with the Rumble win and, like, have a great another WrestleMania moment. Um, and then for him to, like, fully get on board on the creative team because he's he would be doing such a good job, such a, like, service to the current wrestlers right now. So do you know who – I'm sure you know who he is. Do you know who Sam Roberts is? Yes. So he has a podcast, right, uh, Not Sam Wrestling, which – Listen, I, no disrespect to Sam. I've met the guy. He's a really nice guy, but he's a WWE shill. Like, he, no matter what WWE does, he praises it. Like, he's a real company <laughs> shill. But um, he did put out an idea, which I'm like, man, this is such a great idea. So, shout out to Sam Roberts. So, he on his podcast mentioned, like, if Daniel Bryan was potentially to win the Rumble and challenge Roman Reigns. Like, Roman Reigns is like, he's kind of like a, a, like a, a mafia head boss. Like, that's pretty much what his character is. Like, he, you know, he calls all the shots, he destroys everyone, right? Or he'll have, like, one of his minions do it, right? And now you see him kind of, like, building, like, an actual stable now. Like, you have Jey Uso, and now you have, like, Apollo Crews kind of, like, creeping up and potentially being part of this stable. So now that Daniel Bryan is rumored that he's winding down his career, he threw out an idea like, what if Daniel Bryan somehow wins the Rumble, right? He challenges Roman Reigns, and then Roman Reigns starts pressuring Daniel Bryan to put his career on the line, where you have title oh. versus career, and Roman just fucking finishes him. And then it's like, how much more heat can Roman get if he fucking ends Daniel Bryan's career? There will be tears, okay? People will be crying mm -hmm. if this happens. Oh, man, what a way to go out. Could you imagine? Like, oh, yeah, my last match was that historic match against Roman Reigns. Like, what? Daniel And Daniel Bryan would be that guy. Daniel Bryan would have yeah. no problem to ending his career and, you know, main eventing WrestleMania with Roman Reigns. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be so good. Yeah, that, that Daniel's my pick to win. I... I think he's going to take it tonight. And both guys, they've wrestled, be, they've wrestled each other before. They have great chemistry already. We, we've seen it in the past. And now we've seen this new version of Roman Reigns, which is just next level, doing the best uh, work in his whole career with no audience. Like, I can only imagine what Roman and Daniel Bryan, the story they could tell in the ring. If, with a little bit of a crowd, too. Oh, man. 
Right. Okay. Uh, one of my one of my favorite. He's my favorite wrestler. Um, currently in in the world today. Uh, what do you think of AJ Styles? Oh, AJ. I, I wonder how how big of a factor his uh, ringside friend is going to be. Almost. You know. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if he's going to come out with him. Um, if he's going to be helping, I wouldn't be surprised. I think AJ does have a really solid chance of maybe having like one of the highest times. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll get you know a lot of eliminations. I maybe see him final five, final mm-hmm. four, maybe. Um, but I don't think AJ is going to win. I feel like AJ is doing very well right now on on his own. But a lot of people are saying that AJ is just due for a rumble win. He debuted at a Rumble not he, too long ago. He debuted at the Rumble 2016, and yeah. the pop that he got, they actually did a, a an untold on the WWE Network about AJ's debut or whatever and kind of just uh, breaking down his career leading to that moment. And does AJ deserve it? Absolutely. Would I love to see AJ win the Rumble and main event at WrestleMania? Absolutely, because I'm an AJ Styles mark. But uh, I just think, the way we're 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 going right now with with both championships with Drew and, and Roman, and I just can't see AJ winning it. Would I love to see him win it? Absolutely, but if AJ didn't get the title from Drew at TLC, I just don't see AJ being in one of the main events of WrestleMania. I, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, let's mention another guy that that's been having some steam. Um, the last couple months now, you know, ever since uh, he split with the New Day, and that's Big E, the Intercontinental Champion. Big E, oh my god, I don't know what's happening. Is he going to be in the Rumble? Well, he's in the Rumble. I was hearing things about him in COVID. I don't know. I know Mia Yim uh, tested positive. Like, she gave this whole story on Twitter of, like, she wasn't, and then she took a test, and then later on she was. So, I don't know what the situation is there. But Keith Lee, man, what a guy. I feel like Everything that he did on NXT was historic, and for him to get pushed up on... Um, I know you're thinking about the moment where they took away his belt. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, so <laughs> I really hate doing this to you already, and I really do. What? But I got to give you congratulations. Cause, Why? Because I didn't say Keith Lee. I said Big E. Stop. I thought you said Keith but Lee. We can, but you know what? It, but we could talk about Keith Lee. We could talk about Keith Lee, and then we could talk about Big E. Oh, wait, do you know if Keith has COVID? I don't know. I don't know if he does. I mean, you would think that because he, he he was not announced at the Rumble. He's not announced for the Royal Rumble. You don't see his graphic on the on you know the the graphic for the Royal Rumble. When they put it you, up, yeah. you don't see Keith Lee on there. So I would think you're guilty by association with me, me and him. And I hate saying that's her because it's not like Keith Lee wants it's to not be like her fault, right. Yeah. It's not like her fault either. But I would think you know WWE's kind of being a little bit uh you know protective, but. Not like not that I had Keith Lee on my list, but I guess we'll mention Keith Lee since you brought him up. Um, <laughs> but I just don't think Keith Lee has any chance of winning the Rumble. I hope he has a great showing, but man, they just Keith Lee is Keith Lee is not the Keith Lee we saw in NXT. He's not the Keith Lee that we saw a year ago in the Royal Rumble. He's not yeah. the Keith Lee that we saw at Survivor Series in 2019. He's yeah. just not that guy anymore. Like, he doesn't even have his goatee anymore. Like, they have him wrestling in a in a stupid shirt. Like, it's come on. He's changed. Like, he's, song changed. Right. Like, he's like, he's not even like, yeah, I get he's a big guy, but he's not like he's a sloppy big guy. Like, he has like yeah, he has weight, but he also has muscles too. Like he looks yeah, like an he got finesse. right. He has like a, he looks like an impressive specimen. Like who cares if he's like a, a bigger guy? I, I just think they've done so much injustice with Keith Lee. Yes, he had a great match with Drew McIntyre, I believe, like a month ago. But ah, uh, 
I'm, I'm down on Keith Lee. I hate saying that because I love the guy. He's a great dude. He He's an amazing worker. But, man, what they've done with Keith Lee on, on Raw is just terrible. Now... The whole Big E situation. I don't. I didn't even think Big E as a factor in, in in the Rumble, and that's. I don't know if that's like sad to say, but I'm not even looking at you know Big E right now. I think there's other guys who have more of a chance of winning. Mm-hmm. Do I see him getting pushed, like getting a Rumble win right now? I don't know. Um, what do you? Th- I think um when it comes to Big E. I think that in a, in the world that we're living in today, you know, there's a lot of stock behind Big E. Fans fucking love him. Um, they pushed him like push Big E, push Big E. He deserves a, uh, uh, he needs he deserves to be a main event player. They gave him the Intercontinental Championship. Like, I think it's not like we should not subscribe of a potential idea where at WrestleMania maybe we get title versus title against Roman. You know, they they've been teasing that on uh. Talking smack, you know, Paul Heyman going back and forth with with, with Big E. Uh, we've seen, like, uh, Shades of Grey there where Paul Heyman's, got, you know, kind of throwing lines at Big E saying, like, hey, you know, when they talk about Roman Reigns, do they ever mention the Shield? No. So when they talk about yeah. Big E, they shouldn't be talking about the New Day. They should just be talking about Big E. I don't think Big E's going to win the Royal Rumble, but I think he's going to have a great showing. I, I would hope that, you know, the talent gets featured well in the Rumble, but... Sometimes, I don't know, I feel like in the men's, because there's so many people on the roster, a lot of people just get lost, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, in comparison to the women's match where you're just like, okay, I know you don't have enough women, right. you know, on both rosters to fill it up, so I, I need some stories to happen in the ring. Right, 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 right. Okay. Oh, this next thing that I want to mention. <laughs> what would you do if at 30, Brock Lesnar shows up? Oh my God. <laughs> Listen, I don't think we need Brock, but do I think it makes sense that he would come out? Yes, because he would go against Drew because Drew eliminated him on last year's Rumble and then had a fantastic run and became champion. Um, So the storyline is there. Mm -hmm. Do I think Brock Lesnar needs to be on TV? No. (laughs) Is Vince probably freaking out of like, yes, this is going to get us ratings. Let's do it. Totally. Um, Oh, man, please don't bring him out. (laughs) Listen, I'm not ruling out the potential Brock Lesnar appearance, and if he does appear, I think he'll be number 30. You know what? I wouldn't, like, hate it if he came out, but I'd be like, oh, damn it, it's Brock Lesnar. <laughs> you know, it's crazy with Brock, because I don't think he has, like, the type of Goldberg heat that it's like, oh, my God, it's Goldberg. But, man, anytime Brock is on TV and you hear that those first, like, three, four seconds of Brock Lesnar's theme, the crowd loses their mind. And what do you think Brock would do? He's going to be like, oh, Paul Heyman, you used to be my manager, and now you're representing this guy? Who's going to talk for Brock Lesnar? Does Brock know how to... I feel like we're going to see vintage UFC Brock Lesnar where he's going to be cursing at Fox. Like, he's going to be just... He's going to be getting fined. (laughs) I think that's what we're going to get for Brock if that does happen. Brock is not my pick to win the Rumble, but I'm not ruling out the potential of Brock showing up at number 30 and potentially winning this thing. Like, I wouldn't rule it out at all. What a way to get heat. Right. Take out at last minute Daniel Bryan or Shinsuke or a Cesaro, you know? Ugh. All right. Now, the final person I got, he is my pick oh. to win the 2021 Royal Rumble. And that's my guy, the rated R Superstar Edge. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Otis. <laughs> no. How dare you? How dare you mention Otis and Edge in the same sentence? <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what? When I heard that Edge, I actually saw it on on your page first mm-hmm. that you were like, "Oh, Edge and Randy are gonna be number one and number two. I was like, "Whoa." What a way to get me interested in the men's rumble match. Mm-hmm. Because now it's not a mystery of like, I know these two are starting out and it can only get better from there. Right. So holy shit. I'm right. so excited for that. You know, Edge. So I didn't think Edge at all. Um, but, and I'll, I'll go to like one of my theories about the Royal Rumble after I'm done talking about Edge. But like, I was just thinking like, man, they're pushing Daniel Bryan. They're, they're you know, they're putting a lot of emphasis on Cesaro and Nakamura, you know, I'm thinking like, hypothetically speaking, like, hey, Nakamania could be a thing, right? So I was leaning more towards Daniel Bryan and even AJ to a certain extent. Like, oh, those are probably two potential winners that could potentially win this Royal Rumble, right? And then Monday Raw, Monday Night Raw happened, Edge cut this promo, and I'm like, fuck, Edge could win this thing. And we already seen Edge and Randy Orton have a fucking hour match, uh, uh, you know, before he got hurt. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know. I think Edge could potentially win this and an Edge Drew or even an Edge Roman storyline. That'd be so good. Could be good. Yeah. And just like John Cena, Edge could take Drew to the next level. And imagine yeah. a Roman and Edge storyline, Spear versus Spear. Yeah. And you know what? I do see that being more likely than um, maybe John Cena winning mm-hmm. um, because I feel like Edge... You know, how how was his contract situation? I feel like he's he's actually, like, in it. You know, I feel like John Cena would have to, like, take some time off and do, stop doing other things on the side. Right. Um, But Edge, oh, man, it's just such – Edge and Randy in general, like, such a big part of my childhood. Like, they were probably all of my childhood. Right, like, when right, I first right, right. started watching um, wrestling, like, it was all Randy, Edge, Cena. Like, it was all of them. So – Oh my god, Edge winning would be also fantastic. There's just so many possibilities, and I feel like that's what's so exciting about a Rumble, that you don't know. You know, you can get any one of your favorites possibly winning. Right, 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 right. I don't know. My money's on Edge. Daniel Bryan's my dark horse. Uh, On the women's side, Rhea Ripley is uh, uh, the female I'm going with, and then Bianca Belair is my dark horse. But just overall, I guess the fact that it's just so unknown... It really yeah. got me excited, and it's going to be different, and I feel bad for the talent because they're not going to have really the crowd, but I think the Thunderdome has helped out the talent because it's like, okay, you get a little bit of, of noise there or whatever, and you you know, while you don't have real people in the audience, you do see the visuals of faces, and you're going to see their reactions when it's like a surprise entrant or whatever, so I, I do think that that helps out the talent, but I'm excited for this Royal Rumble. Yeah. Oh, man, me too. It's just like... There's, like, a little bit of nerves, and you're just like, what the fuck? Well, I'm not wrestling. I'm not in this, like, show. Like, why am I so, like, excited about this? But I, I don't know, man. I feel like, and, and, you know, the past couple months have been, like, so shitty that you're just like, oh, man, this is exciting. And it's crazy because we watch so much wrestling, you right. know? Like, all week, you hours and hours of content. And for us to get excited about, like, a pay-per-view now, it's just, like, it's different. Mm-hmm. And credit to WWE because we could be very critical on – uh, some of their booking decisions, and it's like, oh, how come this person is getting booked this way? But even with this COVID era, I think the second they brought the Thunderdome into the mix, you know, their pay-per-views has been really good. You know, SummerSlam was a great pay-per-view. Survivor Series, while the booking was terrible going into it, Survivor Series was a good pay-per-view. TLC was a good pay-per-view. Hell in the Cell was a good pay-per-view. So I don't think the Royal Rumble is going to be any different. I, I think it's going to be a great pay-per-view tonight. And you know what? Um, to bring up the Thunderdome, I was secretly hoping that like um, the Rumble would take place like where NXT's at, you know, so you can have those like 
20, 30 people in the crowd and you can at least get some of that. Um, because I do think that sometimes the audio is just like overpowering and like, you know, the fans aren't cheering. Right. Like I know that's piped in, you know? Right. So it's, Hey, I'm just going to lower down my TV a little bit and I'm going to do the countdown and it's going to be fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to bring up this, uh, idea that I've been running through my head um, the last couple of weeks and, and I've talked on it on previous podcasts but I just want to get your opinion on it so Goldberg and Drew McIntyre is happening tonight now I know just by the look of your face you're just like oh really like why is this happening hypothetically speaking let's say if Goldberg was to beat Drew for that title if that happens I threw I think Drew McIntyre is going to win the Rumble and I think if he wins the Rumble, he's going to go after Roman. Because I've been subscribed to this match ever since what we got at Survivor Series. The performance they put on Survivor Series was a masterpiece. The only thing that they that match needed was fans. That's it. They needed an audience. If anyone should be Roman Reigns for that Universal title, I think it should be Drew McIntyre so he could finally get that moment winning the title in front of an audience. What a theory. I really like that. It's totally a possibility. I think that would be great if they do. Um, but I would not want Goldberg to... It's just, so, it's just not realistic so, to me that Goldberg would win. Okay, but, unless, but here's the thing, though. Like, so you, you mentioned Go but you mentioned Goldberg, right? You mentioned Goldberg. Yeah. You mentioned Goldberg. And it's like, okay, but now Goldberg's the world champion on Raw. What do you do with him? Yeah, well, he's not putting that championship on the line. Well, he's, like, out wrestling for sure. You know, he's getting... <laughs> So, so there's two ways you could go with Goldberg as well as him as champion. WWE needs to re redeem themselves and redo the wrongs they've done in the last couple of years. And if Goldberg was to be the champion, there's only two people I could think of that could take that title from him at WrestleMania. One is Kevin Owens, and the other one's The Fiend. Kevin, oh, that's true, yeah. Kevin Owens, you can make the argument. Besides this Roman Reigns feud, by the way. I, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens tonight is going to be fucking amazing too. Obviously, Roman Reigns is going to win, but that match <laughs> that match is going to be incredible. They they have not disappointed. But ever since Kevin Owens has been involved with Roman Reigns, we feel like Kevin Owens feels like at that top level again, right? Yeah. Before this, Kevin Owens was never the same after that Goldberg loss when he took when, when Goldberg beat him for the title, which was very unnecessary because nobody wanted Goldberg to be champion. Like nobody needed that. Right. So why not go? Why not Goldberg face off with Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens just destroys this guy on the mic saying like I've never been the same after I had to drop the title to you because the higher ups wanted me to put you over. Like I can see Kevin Owens cutting these promos, blurring the lines with reality and fiction, and it's like, yo, like, cause let's be honest here, when Goldberg, whether Goldberg's champion or not, going into WrestleMania, Goldberg's getting booed. Like nobody wants to like as much as as and I and I feel bad because I do like Goldberg. I don't want to be one of these guys booing Goldberg, but it's like come on, we don't want to see you, dude. Like we don't. So he's gonna get booed at WrestleMania. So why and not it, give the fans it, a moment where Kevin Owens beats this guy? And it's totally worse that um, Goldberg thinks that like he has no right to be booed. Like if he had like did nothing right. wrong, you know, he's like. Oh yeah, like this is me, like whatever, like I don't care. And it's just like, no, bro, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have the nerve to call people soft, but you don't want people to criticize yeah. you. <laughs> you don't want people to criticize you? How rude, first of all. <laughs> Jesus. And then if you go to the fiend route, 
Fiend, if you if you follow the Fiend story or Bray Wyatt's story, um, this incarnation of Bray Wyatt, he only goes after people that have done him wrong in the past. We've seen it with John Cena. We've seen it with Randy Orton. We've seen it with Braun Strowman. We've seen it with Daniel Bryan. Seth Rollins, he goes after people that have done him wrong. Goldberg did him wrong a year ago when they were in fucking Money in the Sand 5 in Saudi Arabia when fucking Goldberg beat him for the title in like three minutes. Yeah, and you know what? I wouldn't be opposed to um, the Fiend and Goldberg, maybe like a cinematic match. You right. know how like the Undertaker had with AJ, because then you can edit all of Goldberg's moves. You can, like he doesn't have to do anything tough because you could just add it in there, like it, for the purpose of entertainment. He doesn't have to do like these crazy moves. Yeah, we could like in the thing with the like like let's say the Firefly Funhouse, right? Like if we was to get like a cinematic match, right? Um, based on what we saw with him and John Cena, right? They they poke fun like John Cena was getting poked fun in the match, right? So I could envision like Bray Wyatt dressed as Hollywood Hogan from the Monday Night Nitro era or whatever um, when they had their match, or like some of the shenanigans during like the ruthless aggression era between like Triple H and Goldberg, how like Triple H wanted to get himself over and beat Goldberg, yeah. and then they could even play into the fact that the tremendous atrocity we saw at Money in the Sand, what was that, three between Taker and Goldberg when they almost killed each other. Like, we could even revisit some of that in the Firefly Funhouse. And I think, from what I read, and I could be wrong here, I think uh, Goldberg actually likes Bray Wyatt, so I think Goldberg would allow Bray Wyatt to put make poke fun at certain things. So yeah. if it's in a cinematic match, I think, you know, we could we, we could tell a story there. We, there. There's a chance of telling a good story there. Yeah, and if he, Goldberg would be up for it, I think that would redeem him in some points mm -hmm. because I, I feel like he wouldn't be the type of guy that to be like, oh, yeah, like let's do a cinematic match. Or he'd be like, well, that's not really wrestling. Well, my guy, you're not really wrestling right now, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's a, that's an idea that I've been uh, just – it's been wrapping around my head because I'm like, man, I really want to see another Drew and Roman match. After what they yeah. put on Survivor Series, the only thing that match was missing was fans. Yeah, and that's like they gave us a little taste. Right. But like so now we want more. Right. So that's about it. That's about it. That's all I got. Thank you for doing the podcast with me. Thanks for always having me on, Mario. I really appreciate it. I always have such a great time here. I know. We went we went almost two hours too. <laughs> I feel but it's just like such an effortless like conversation. Like we just get so excited about talking about wrestling. Right, 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 right. We need to get you and Teddy back on at some point. Um obviously you guys did the Luchis with us, which was like a four hour show. <laughs> that was the greatest show. Oh my God. <laughs> it was such an amazing show. But tell the people where they can find you. Plug away, plug all your different podcasts, everything you're involved with, because you oh, have Jesus. there's so much different there's so much stuff that you're involved in. So, you know, plug away. So you guys can find the Rest Friends podcast on iTunes and Spotify. I also co-host for Battleground podcast, and that's me and Elena and Lo. So we get we give you the ladies' perspective on, on you know, wrestling. And you guys definitely need to follow Rest Friends on YouTube. We just hit 400 subscribers. Teddy and I are so excited. I have no idea what we're going to do. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the support from you guys means a lot. And, uh yeah, at Rest Friends on YouTube, so you guys definitely need to go check us out. Yeah, definitely follow the Rest Friends. I was plugging uh, you guys last night when I was uh, live with Dream Match. Yeah. We were just shooting the shit, and um, something that I saw it, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's the Kool-Aid thing. So you guys had Dream Match and uh, and his and his girl on, uh, Sauce Killer, yeah. right? Which their art is amazing. Um, they're having a sale right now, so head over to Dream Match Wrestling Shop. 
Um, yeah. And definitely cop one of their shirts because their their designs are amazing. But they were talking about the whole uh, Macho Man CM Punk design. She was kind of telling her story on how she uh, kind of created the idea like, okay, you know, CM Punk is known with the Pepsi logo. And she was saying like, Macho Man, you know, he does like the, oh yeah, like why not like make him Kool-Aid because he does the same thing too. And then if you look at the design, he's wearing like a Kool-Aid shirt and it's like the, oh yeah. And I'm like, wow, man, she really put in so much thought into it. And then I ended up buying that shirt. So that's, I thought it was a great interview that you guys uh, did with Dream Match and um, it's Sauce Killer. So yeah, I gave you guys a plug last night with Mr. Dream. Oh, thank you. It's, uh, they, they were really fantastic when they were on and, you know, we like collabing with other creators just like you guys do. And Lucha Outsiders has been a huge supporter of Rest Friends probably since day one. So thank you for that. Oh, always, always. I, I'm all about growing the wrestling community. There, there needs to be more unity with podcasts and content creators, whether it's YouTube or whatever. Don't get me wrong. Not with just everyone, because I think a lot of y'all are fucking annoying, and some of y'all are really <laughs> trash, and some of y'all are fucking culture vultures that, that will only talk good about a certain product just to get like on somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? So um, not just everyone. And then some of, some of the people that post content, it's like, Dude, I could tell right off the bat just by reading your post, you don't even know, like, what you're posting. You're just posting because it's a trending topic, you know? You just want some likes or whatever. But Rush Friends, uh, you know, I tell you guys always, you guys are my kids. You know, you and Teddy are my kids. So anytime I could put you guys over and, you know, just, I want you guys to shine. Cheers, I'm crying. Much appreciated, Mario. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Um, you can find me at Rated R since 87, but make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast needs. And that is it for Iridian, my rest friend. I'm your truly Mr. Rated R. Keep it Rated R, and stay too sweet. Goodbye. And good night, Ben. <laughs>